join me Saturdays at 2 p.m. Don't miss it. I guess what I'm saying is that I really do the most. This is hard knives, fighting to get dog tired, getting better every day, searching for some growth. My mama working too hard, but I can't fuck with no job. I'm in the field still, switching my approach. I got drop top dreams, hitting nonstop threes for the team. Watch me kill it in the post. Don't have to ask me what I do this for. If you know me, you know it's obvious that I do this for the coach. It's the culture that made me. Queens turned me to a man. I don't nothing can face me. I've been building this bus in the hardest city to do it. On the scene, people tell us MDC is the truest. Atlanta took the top spot. Running this music. We about to build this back from the ground. No more excuses. We got the best in the world. Like the homie Ben Lewis. Telling Brendan if a trap gone. Break out the nooses. They been sleeping on us like narcoleptics. Folkling like an antiseptic. Now boasting just that invested. So me when I hate these records. Too much effort. Nah, this can't be counterfeited. Hey, y'all be scared to stand out. Y'all be trying to fit in. I'm 230 dry. Still jumping off the stage, man. Everything I do is wet. Watch me hit the rain dance. You got a team, but you ain't got no game plan. At the switch, the kill switch. EP on the way, man. There's more for me. I ain't giving them diving. Focusing on business. I'm trying to explode the scene. This shit is a vibe of dopamine. I'm just moving that product. This like paid in full, but none of us is actors. We some pushers with some malice empty clips on all you rappers. So caught up in egos. That's that shit I can't adapt to. Thinking too divisive. Y'all won't never be a factor. To elevate the game, I gotta elevate my mind. I know the cost of this ain't free. I'm just here to pay the fines. Entertainment, baby. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Graduation, nobody qua. Jamaica, Puerto Rico. Graduation, nobody qua. Jamaica, Puerto Rico. You so fine, you so fine. Can I? Yes, yes, yes. What is going on? It is Thursday. It is 5 p.m. And that means one thing, ladies and gentlemen. It's time for Ben Talks with the best in the world, Ben Lewis. And uh, she's growing on me, my uh, <laughs> best friend in training. Oh, my God. He said it out of his mouth. I know. Best BFF. Um, Addie the baddie. You the already one, know. Everyone wish they hadie. Yes. Um, um, yes. Makes men call her daddy. <laughs> there uh, we go. There we else? go. I like that. That's good. Yeah. Um, with the fatty, of course, except mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
you know, mm-hmm. I've been eating everything, so it's just I'm I'm I felt very attacked when Cardi was talking about the girl. Oh in the yeah, we, oh we gonna get into um, that because I've been eating everything <laughs> in the refrigerator and yeah, I feel yeah, like yeah, I'm right. it seems like you get it look. seems like you get hungrier when it gets towards the summer, right? You know, it's, <laughs> it's like self sabotage. It's like it's like bitch, but you know you're gonna be very upset when yeah. you're on the beach and you can't fit into nothing. So it's like all winter long. Mm-hmm. You're like, you know what? I'm gonna have a salad. I'm not gonna eat after <laughs> nine. I was really trying. And then when spring comes, it's mm-hmm. like you know what? I'm gonna go have these cheeseburgers exactly because uh, it'd be raining getting me depressed and shit i just want to be right. stuff in my face people fucking with your energy you know, you know what i'm saying fucking with it but um i am doing better so i'm back on track yeah that's what's up man um Amen. i hope everyone had a good week so far uh thank you for tuning in uh it was nice until it started raining a little mm-hmm. a little while ago um we got michael from the east that's gonna be our guest he will be in studio in the second hour but we still have a great jam-packed show ready for you all but first radio free brooklyn is a 51c3 nonprofit organization whose mission is to provide a free and open platform to our community and promote media literacy education and free expression we rely primarily on donations from listeners like you to help support our mission we invite you to make a one-time donation or monthly pledge at radiofreebrooklyn.org slash donate every cent helps us to continue to stay on the air so please support independent community media by pledging whatever you can afford. And remember, all contributions are tax deductible to the fullest extent of the law. Once again, that re- website is RadioFreeBrooklyn.org slash donate. Did you have a good week, Addy? I did. Um, actually, wait, is that true? I think I'm just saying things. Are oh, you just saying things? I might be. Um, I mean, actually, it's not been that bad. It hasn't been too bad. Um, I went to the dentist. Okay. I had a procedure, um, and my dentist was fantastic. He just was like, he talked me through the entire process. Everything nice, was perfect. Nice, he nice. was meticulous. Oh. And I left without pain. Um, the whole procedure was painless. And um, so I appreciate him. I also bought some lottery tickets. Um, okay, there you go. How'd that go for you? Well, I bought a few because God told me to. Um, but, <laughs> you know, God is messy because I did not win a thing. Oh, okay. Um, but <laughs> I did win another ticket. So... <laughs> Um, I can play again, and no one won the lot. No one won the actual like jackpot for the game that I played, um, Mega Millions and Take Five. I think I played last week. Um, no one won, so they. I think the Mega Millions jackpot is now like it went from 192 million to now 264. Yeah, those those things like get like super mm-hmm. like astronomical. And, I have yeah, and then some person in freaking Kansas mm-hmm. or Arkansas. Or South Carolina wins. Yo, did you hear about the twenty-four-year-old Mexican man? He just won. I think one of the one of the jackpots, one of the lottery games. He just won um like seven hundred and sixty-two million dollars, and he was like, I, "I don't think I'm going to play the lottery again." <laughs> and that was his like comment. Yeah, it's uh, like yeah, I think I yeah, think, you you're think you're good. Yeah. <laughs> I no, think you, you're good. You should act, when you win when you win that big of a jackpot. You should actually be disqualified from playing the lottery. <laughs> but I'm very happy that a Mexican person won. Yeah, that makes me happy. Anyone better, uh, anyone other than uh, someone from the island of Caucasus. <laughs> you uh, said it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's start the show. Are uh, you ready for these shout outs? I am. You wanna, I am. You want to you wanna lead us uh, you with know, this I'm one? I'm going to lead us. I'm going to do what I normally do. <laughs> oh, wow. That's, uh, wow. Yes. All right, so that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, Flint residents can now sue the government for the treacherous lead that is in their water. Mm-hmm. Basically, um, as we know what's been going on in Flint, the water's been contaminated, um, and obviously the politicians that are in Flint, Mass, or whatever, they have basically 
They've known about the problem for a long time, and residents have been sick. Residents have been di- dying. Have uh, being people have been born with deformities off a result of poor water. Like it's yeah. like nothing. It's like something you'll you'll see in a in a country that has no resources. Yeah. So it's just really sad to to witness, especially after all these years that we've been talking about it. But um, apparently the. Um, the lawsuits. Uh, so basically, residents of Flint can now, uh, this according to CNN, residents of Flint uh, can now proceed with lawsuits that have been filed against the federal government in connection <clears throat> to the city's waters crisis. So basically, there was a question of whether or not they could actually sue um, the federal government. Now, the lawsuits claim that the Environmental Protection Agency was too slow to intervene in the crisis. And U.S. Judge Linda V. Parker ruled the federal government was not immune from legal action in the case. More than a dozen lawsuits, including class action cases, were filed against Michigan and the city of Flint after the city's water was found to be contaminated with lead in 2014 and 2015. Uh, the impact on the on the health of nearly uh, 100,000 residents of the city of Flint remains untold. It is um, anticipated, however, that the injury caused by the lead-contaminated public water system will be will affect residents for years and likely generations to come. Yeah. So the damage is just so fu- it's just like insane. And mm-hmm. if you if Flint is predominantly, uh, I mean, re- very poor community, poor yeah. white people, poor black people, like mm-hmm. it's just poor all across the races. And um, and there's nothing that this country mm-hmm. ignores more than, than poor, poor, pe- poor people. Exactly. And you know, and I and I think Flint is actually might even be majority white, and that's how they doing their people. Yeah. So. Mm. Well, it's uh, sad. It, it's 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 all been sad from the very beginning, right? You would mm-hmm. think that, you know, a crisis going on on our own soil would mm-hmm. be handled swiftly and expeditiously, but they just kind of dragged their feet with this, which kind of it's kind of saying without saying we don't give a damn what the hell's going on over there. Yeah. Um, so I'm glad that this judge ruled in favor of the citizens. My only question about this is like, what's going to become of these lawsuits? Are they mm-hmm. going to are they looking for compensation? Are they looking to file a lawsuit so big that the government kind of has to do something about the situation? I just want to know like what's going right. to become of this. Yeah, I think this is just going to be one of those like we hand we settle a bunch of we make a bunch of settlements. We give a couple yeah. families a million dollars, you know, and try to yeah. get rid and try to close if the, that. Because exactly. when, you're, when you're poor, sometimes a, a, a number that's small to a rich per, rich person, mm-hmm. like a hundred thousand dollars, you think mm-hmm. you can b- buy the whole world. When exactly. You get that. So we'll see mm-hmm. what what comes out of it, man. That's, yeah. But I'm glad that they could at least kind of hold the state and the country and the government accountable yes. for what's going on. I agree. I Absolutely. Agree. Um, Lil Nas X. The homie. Man, let me, what what do you think about that old town rose song? I I really like the song. I think it's I it got takes my horses me on a journey. It takes me on a journey. <laughs> look, as a songwriter, look, you for right. me what gets me going with songs is songs that really push boundaries with genre. Yeah. Just like when Ellie Luna was here. Like ah, yes. a lot of her music kind of really pushes Shout out to bound- Ellie. Shout, shout out to Ellie Luna. You know, shout out girl. Like it really pushes the boundaries with genre and um makes you think and makes you and really opens up your mind. So it and even though the song was playful fun, I really like like what he did. Um and I really love Billy Ray Cyrus's voice. Ooh. He yeah. he came on um on the remix and I love it. So he's really doing great and um uh, you know, so he's been 
on the Billboard Hot 100 charts for at, a little minute. Yeah, right? for, for three little, for, for three weeks he's been on the Hot 100 and he's been on the. I chart. don't think I've had relationships that long. He's, he's been number one in the country. <laughs> yeah, knowing you, I don't. I don't think you did too. Oh well, you, you could have thought about it. You know, you didn't have to just pick it back up. All right, all right, all right. So you fast. have some redeeming qualities. But. <laughs> um, but he's been on the Billboard charts for seven for seven weeks straight. Uh-huh. Um, he also has a big penis. Mm. Okay, and um, the reason why we know this know, is apparently know apparently people are threatening to oh expose, <laughs> to his, expose nudes? his nudes, and oh. he's like he's basically like I have no shame about what God has given me, and that's what he tweeted. And so, if someone a confident young man, now you don't peg me as a type to send nudes, but I'm sure every woman has. <laughs> um, <laughs> I wonder, I wonder what the type would you, is. <laughs> would you be ashamed if if any nudes of yours got put out? I mean, yeah, I would. I wouldn't like that. That wouldn't be nice. Mm. I mean, would somebody be happy? Uh, I don't know. I mean, well, actually, maybe. you might you might have the mentality that he has, like, oh, you know, I don't care because I'm blessed. You know. Oh, I mean, so, it's different. I'm a girl. Like, yeah. I don't need people up in my business. I know. I've seen I've seen girls on Twitter saying like, I don't care if my news. Well, get yeah, put because out. they like, may not have good. careers and stuff like that I mean, too. Very true. So you know, <laughs> the last thing still you still have need, to pay the my last... bills unless it comes with a sponsor. Then yeah, right? you know, and a sponsor with no strings attached. I mean, like, just give me my money. And I'm sure the last thing you would need is to be in the middle of the best year of your career and then some news come out right like, right you got you guys you got to take the pictures from neck down yeah you know? neck that, down, exactly <laughs> not exactly that I, not that i do it but yeah saying. like like the girls like the girls on pornhub that have day jobs mm. you don't see their face just, <laughs> <laughs> it's like i can't be identified by my boobs and my and my vagina. exactly you could you enjoy know? yourself and live your life <laughs> without being stupid knowing that your video has three million views on okay. pornhub <laughs> you getting that check in, in private <laughs> <laughs> Who told you? <laughs> All right, oh, shout, out, shout out to the young women of Pornhub. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> All right, next. Uh, T.I. spent Easter Sunday bailing out nonviolent offenders from prison um, on a bailout program sponsored by New Birth Missionary Baptist Church. Tip and Love and Hip Hop Atlanta personality Scrap De Leon. At the beginning of Lent, the church set a fundraising goal of forty thousand, but forty days later had reeled in over a hundred and twenty thousand. Subsequently, seven women and 16 men were brought home to their families just in time for the Easter holiday. Yes, yes. So there was and there was even a guy in in, um, this was a hip hop DX that posted this story. And um, I saw that one of the guys who got released was basically like, yo, I'm so grateful for this, that like this has inspired me to like really turn my life around. And like, I'm not, you know, like because to have somebody like, you know, T.I. bail you out of prison. Yeah, Chances right? are you probably don't want to fuck up again. No, yeah. So, you know, just and even that, that energy of like, you know, that energy of like, wow, look at this blessing that has come before me. Because they were like, they, like the inmates were like, when they called their name, they were like, who, me? Like, yeah, right. they, you know, they were shocked. They they thought that like all hope was gone. And just think these small yeah. gestures that you can do for people mm-hmm. to really change the course of their lives Absolutely. means so much. So shout out to T.I. and Scrap and um, the church. Yeah, for, for real, that, for real. their money to good use. Seriously, and a lot of people, a lot of people give the church um, as a whole like just flack for not mm-hmm. doing things like this. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's very important. It, it's very cool that this church um, decided that they would do uh, something to to help people in the community. Something I'm, so tangible too. Yeah, you know? exactly. Like, not exactly. something that like we're going to donate to this. Organization, ar- arbitrary who's, organization, right? Who's, who's going to you know pay their yeah. executive director like a million dollars? Right, and then, exactly. 
you know, exactly. pay all the your travel costs to tell people what to do and not actually get things done. Um, so I appreciate that. Yeah, definitely. The church should definitely be a pillar in the community and they should definitely do a lot for the communities that they are in because I mean, at the end of the day, they need each other. The church mm-hmm. needs a community to come and be members and pay tithes and do whatever it is so they can keep the lights on. But in return, they need to be serving the community. So shout out to, uh, what's the name of the church? New Birth Missionary Baptist Church mm-hmm. for taking those steps. Shout out to Tip. Shout out to uh, Scrab De Leon for getting behind this. Amen. That's dope. Uh, what else we got for shout outs? I'm Angela White. Um, that you may all know is Black China. <laughs> her, gov- her government sounds like somebody I would hire. I know, you know Angela. Like Angela White. Angela I'm White. Bring her in for an interview. Mm-hmm. Look, gotta respect the hustle of Black China. Absolutely. Um, but and she's going to your alma mater, right? Is that- yes, we're about to be. <laughs> we are about to be freaking classmates. I'm yeah, right? be accepting everybody. <laughs> it makes it, it makes you look at your acceptance like, yo, hold you up, know, hold up, wait a honestly, second. Honestly, like, I've been looking at my shit since like once this Instagram came and all these models came. I'm like, yeah. damn, if I just dedicated four years to working out. <laughs> Working out, maybe, I, could, I don't know, saved up all my money for whatever yeah, right? tra- whatever fat transfers <laughs> I needed to really seal the deal. Uh, the, you know, shit, I would be able to do whatever the fuck I want. So, yeah, right? honestly, she's smart. She's doing things the right way. She's yes. going to Harvard after she has money. Uh, yeah, yes. <laughs> so, shout out to Which is the way White. college should go with the, cl- mm-hmm. with the way things are going. Exactly. Look, you did clout well. And um, so, Angela White is a guy got accepted into some online business course at Harvard. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So, just is going to help her to... Basically, take her finesse to another level. Yeah, um, she's already been so independently successful. Apparently, she actually went to college. Mm. Yeah, you know. So I'm like, you know, I, I wh- whoever and whatever she is is just interesting. Such an interesting. P- I, I really think like if I was still in school, I would study her. Mm-hmm. I would study people like her because it's interesting. It's interesting. I would study her, especially in relationship to the psych to the psyche of the American the American population. Yeah. Um, and like just fan culture, pop culture, Instagram and model culture. I think it's just it's just so it's so interesting to me. Yeah. But anyway, especially how like how, how big of a market it is. Um but she also vows to change her life and um and she like sent out this like Instagram uh Instagram PSA about like how she you know people she she's been she's disappointed people in the past and she just wants people to see her for who she is and she's gonna she vows to show more of the real side of her and who she is and you know we see some of that with her already like she's like her kids seem to like love because you know you can tell when the kids interact with the parents yeah which ones for play which ones like for real right right. because you kids don't lie in their disposition so like if the kid don't really fuck with you or don't know you like that they're not gonna like they're not gonna really be all up on you but her kids seem to like have a relationship with her dad yeah exactly is whatever it is, you know, and I mean, she has what she has a she, she doesn't have, she has a son, a son and a daughter and a daughter, Rob, yeah. So and they seem to like. Hey, look, the son sons yeah. will absolutely. I mean, you got the you got the hot mom. Mm-hmm. Everybody gonna want to be your friend. Mm-hmm. So he's probably the most popular kid in his school. Yeah. So I mean, and you can't always tell. You can't tell from Instagram who's yeah. a good parent, and who's not. But at least I can tell that her kids know who she is, right? Which <laughs> I think is is a huge step. Yeah. Um. So you see some of those positive sides of her sometimes in social media, but she vows to show a little bit more of that, which I would really love to see because I really just love growth. I like, yeah. I just like seeing people grow. I like seeing people like evolve and like take whatever they're doing to the next level. So shout out to Miss Angela. Yes, absolutely. Shout out to Black China or uh, Angela White, Angela White, formerly known as Black China. Yes. Right. All right. So uh, Howard has banned residents from walking dogs on campus. 
Um, Howard University President Wayne A.I. Frederick put out a statement Friday, and in it, he specifically uh, didn't ban dogs from the yard, but did say he appreciated pet owners not <laughs> bringing their dogs, right. which means yeah. don't bring your and goddamn dog over here. Don't bring your goddamn... Um, we appreciate pet owners respecting our campus by not bringing pets onto the private areas, he wrote. Frederick said they're proud of the long-standing relationship with the community for more than 150 years. We can relate to the nation wanting to visit and witness the Howard mystique. The institution has a tradition of opening our doors to everyone to observe the best that Howard University has to offer, he wrote. We recognize that service animals are a necessary aspect of modern day life and we will accommodate them as needed. Mm-hmm. Um, keep your goddamn dog the, the off. The fuck off of off. my... You know what? fuck off of my mom. And, and the very, the very <laughs> first... No, it was the second. The second don't at me I ever uh-huh. did was off people not cleaning up after the dogs. Oh, yeah. And I would imagine... You got so much stresses going on in your life when you're in college. The mm-hmm. last thing you want to do is be walking through the yard mm-hmm. or promenade or whatever hangout area your school has, your campus has, and have to step in dog shit. And, you know, and just the audacity of these white folks who feel like they can just walk through this historically black campus just because right. they feel like they want to because they can, like... Oh, look oh, just, look at all this grass. They're not doing anything with it. Know, Let's just walk out dogs. Yeah, like, I don't... Just just because you want... Like, I get if you're in town and you want to check it out, and but, like, if you're... You live here and you just feel like you can just, like, use that space as your own. Right. With no regard to, like, the, the students who actually are there. Right. And then to make demands about the space that they have is just insane, you know? Gentrify, gentrify, and George. Oh my gosh! And and, and it's the guy who suggested they move the right. campus. And you know what this shows me is that history will continue to repeat itself. Because mm-hmm. from the beginning of time, you find examples mm-hmm. of black folks and people of color just chilling in their own space, mm-hmm. minding their business. That's literally all I do. And here come some some colonizers mm-hmm. just moving on in and trying to redefine what we mm-hmm. should do with the land that we had that we were preach, on preach they want to be columbus so bad right <laughs> and <laughs> half y'all and y'all love y'all dogs so much okay and y'all don't embrace every single aspect of having a dog mm-hmm. part of having a dog is picking up the dog shit mm-hmm. and i see too many people i always said i'm gonna make this into a reality tv show I'm going to have a camera follow me around and I'm going to catch people who don't pick up after their dogs mm-hmm. and put them on blast. Yeah. Because as much as y'all love to have y'all dogs and say, oh, well, this is a service dog. Listen, just because you have an affinity for a little shih tzu doesn't mean you need the goddamn dog. Doesn't mean it's a service dog. Service dogs are trained to go in specific places and they're trained to work for their owner. Your untrained Shih Tzu or Poodle or whatever the hell you're walking around with, that's not a damn service dog. You just want to have a dog because it looks good. Mm-hmm. Stay right. off of Howard's goddamn campus. Basically. How and, about that? Right. What if black people just went into your yard and just started shitting all over the place? Right. Exactly. <laughs> You'd be tight. <laughs> You'd be tight if you just even walked on your damn block. And, so. and you know and you know it's the gentrifiers because mm-hmm. black people fake allergic to dogs. Yep. <laughs> Yep. We, they, they're fake allergic to, to any type of animal that they might have had a scary encounter with as they were young. Uh, yo, all these major cities are getting gentrified like crazy. I just Big need time. to say that. Like, I mean, every single one. So I'm just curious as to what things are going to look like in the next five to ten years because like there's systematic efforts to remove black people from the neighborhoods. Like, Absolutely. City plans basically mm-hmm. have expansion leading into Canarsie and, um, and they basically 
are like all these affordable housing and look at my fingers affordable housing units that are popping up where you have to be making seventy thousand dollars yeah. or more oh that, yeah affordable um, housing mm-hmm. is my ass right they and build these units and then they only put like maybe 14 mm-hmm. out of like uh 50 something units uh-huh. that are for affordable uh housing Give me a break. And oh, oh, oh no! This new wave of affordable housing is not even affordable. It's it's you have to make like sixty, seventy, eighty, ninety thousand dollars a year. Yeah. And affordable relative to a millionaire, maybe. Yeah. Um, but not or to the someone average, middle class. Mm-hmm, not to the average person. Yeah. Living in the neighborhood, so, um, yeah, it's it's a shame, you know. It's really a, a shame. goddamn shame. Anywho, um, that is our shout-outs for today. Uh, we just want to let you all know Michael from the East will be our guest in the second hour of the show. So do not go anywhere. We're going to take a quick break. But first, laughter is the best medicine. So join Healing Headbands Project at the second annual Art Heals fundraiser on May 7th at 6.30 p.m. at LIU's Tilly Center. And laugh, create, heal. Indulge in delicious food and drinks. Take in incredible performances by female rock band anti-gone rising and the moving on dancers and belly laugh with human strategist paul osincup proceeds go towards supporting children in hospitals with serious illness get your tickets today at healingheadbands.com we will be right back um with our trending topics stay tuned don't go anywhere it's brent talks on radio free brooklyn Survive tonight. 
Come on, take your better hands. Don't be typical. Hey, what's the vibes tonight? Do you wanna dance? Get drinks. Come on, take your better hands. Don't be typical. Yeah. Feel me? Sometimes I feel like the only time I can get shit off my chest is when I'm in the booth. Yeah, even now forever. Yeah, I'm on a mission and get to the chicken. I'm sick of the bitch and I'm sick of the trip. And you told me you love me, I shouldn't have listened. Cause now I feel stupid. Yeah, you got me twisted. I should've never put no trust in you. Should've never fucked with you. But that ain't a loss, it's a lesson. And every little lesson gonna turn to a blessing. Uh, you played with the wrong nigga heart. I was really down to get you off from the start. How you turn your back on a nigga that was down for whatever, really down for whenever, get you fucked up. Feel like Emma, girl, you really got me trust fucked. When you see me doing good, you gonna be locked up. For the junkie, you should've told me what's up. For the junkie, you should've told me what's up. Throwing dirt on my name. Lied to my face, told me you ain't fuck shame. Lied to my face, told me you ain't fuck Sean. Bitch, you really had me like fuck going on. Lied to my face, told me you ain't fuck KD. Never in my life did I think you would play me. Talk about shit, he ain't get up in the wrist. Why the fuck is videos you been spread? Yeah. No lager, you really did me dirty And when you lie by mic, really hurt me I was sitting in the crib all day Why you letting niggas get up in the ribs all day But should've known from jump Everybody said you was a hoe from jump and that's why I fucked up Thinking I could change you Talking about you only played me So I don't play you Bitch, stop capping You know you ain't shit Talking about before me You ain't suck dick Every time I hit the fucking block Niggas send for you I'm the only one that ever was a friend of you I'm the only one that ever really ride for you I'm the only one that ever made time for you And when you called me Knew that I was sliding through I gave you everything And I'm the one you lying to All I wanted was to judge together Could've made it out the hood Being good forever Stack money and just stay Hollywood together. But God showed me that we was never good together. I ain't mad cause you fuck these niggas or you suck these niggas. But you lie, had me finna go bust these niggas. And you fuck these niggas and you suck these niggas. I be feeling real stupid trying to bust these niggas. I'm on a mission and get to the chick and I'm sick of the bitch and I'm sick of the trip. And you told me you love me, I shouldn't have listened cause now I feel stupid. Yeah, you got me twisted, I should've never put no trust in you. Should've never fucked with you But that ain't a loss, it's a lesson And every little lesson gonna turn to a blessing uh, You played with the wrong nigga heart I was really down to get you off from the start How you turn your back on a nigga that was down for whatever Really down for whenever, get you fucked up Feel like Emma, girl, you really got me trust fucked When you see me doing good, you gonna be locked up For the junkie, you should've told me what's up For the junkie, you should've told me what's up Throwing dirt on my name, lied to my face Told me you ain't fuck shame, lied to my face Told me you ain't fuck Sean, bitch, you really had me like fuck going on Lied to my face, told me you ain't fuck KD Never yeah. in my life that I think you would play me Talk about yeah. shit, he ain't get up in the race Why the fuck is videos you yeah. for the all the pressure ain't me for it to land on you And I swear I never meant to put my hands on you Told you all I wanna do is blow bands on you 24k carries diamonds dance on you Try to fall back and put the fucking pants on you Now I get a bad feeling when I glance on you All my niggas told me not to take a chance on you Now I really got a ball like Lance on you Had a lot of options, it's funny how I chose you You was just a lesson from God that I know too Lauding your dead, but I guess that's what hoes do If I really wanted to, you know I could expose you But I used to love you, so I'm a TP I'ma level up and get a couple VVs And that sick old nigga who you left me for Probably told him we never had sex before Cause that's just what you do Lie through your teeth, lie through the west And you lie through the east, lie through the north and you lie through the south, loud on your pussy and you loud in your mouth. So you knew nigga, he was feeling for the cloud. I'm on the road to the riches, we ain't on the same route. I'ma be number one, cause they counted me out. I don't see too many niggas really doubting me now. I'm on a mission and get to the chicken. I'm sick of the bitch and I'm sick of the trip. And you told me you love me, I shouldn't have listened. Cause now I feel stupid. Yeah, you got me twisted. I should've never put no trust in you. Should've never fucked with you. But that ain't a loss, it's a lesson. And every little lesson gonna turn to a blessing. Uh, you played with the wrong nigga heart. I was really down to get you off from the start. How you turn your back on a nigga that was down for whatever, really down for whenever, get you fucked up. Feel like Emma, girl, you really got me trust fucked. When you see me doing good, you gonna be locked up. For the junkie, you should've told me what's up. For the junkie, you should've told me what's up. Throwing dirt on my name. Lied to my face, told me you ain't fuck shame. Lied to my face, told me you ain't fuck Sean. Bitch, you really had me like fuck going on. Lied to my face, told me you ain't fuck KD. Never in my life did I think you would play me. Talk about shit, he ain't get up in the race. Why the fuck is videos of you for this crib? Yo, I always feel like that, that that was why by Evio Not Loso. Y'all be feeling that joint so much. Someone really hurt that boy. <laughs> can you relate? <laughs> yes, I can relate, Aww. actually. Um, but yeah, someone really hurt that boy. Uh, we back here live on Ben Talks with the best in the world, Ben Lewis. 
Um, and Addy, the, the, the baddie, the one that makes niggas call them her daddy. Um, you said else? it. Uh, um, <laughs> the one with the fatty. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Enjoys beef patties. Right. Uh, if I was uh, <laughs> playing golf, I'd carry a caddy. <laughs> All right. Um, if you talk slick, beat your ass with a baddie. Um, mm. Yeah, but anyway, just know that the, uh, <laughs> the thoughts expressed by uh, one Addy does not uh, does not uh, represent the thoughts uh, expressed and and the way that we feel here at Radio Free <laughs> I just gotta put that in there. You know? Oh my gosh, yeah, I am a, a peaceful young lady. I'm on the payroll, so I got to do that. But uh, <laughs> uh, we so it's time for our trending topics. Um, and we got to start off with a, a conversation that that's kind of been going on for a little bit, man. Um, I've seen it over the last couple of weeks. This has kind of been going on since this guy came out. Mm-hmm. It's about Drake, man. Champagne Poppy, uh, Drizzy, uh, Six God, whatever you want to call him. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, people have been saying that Drake is a culture vulture. Okay. And I don't know. Me personally, I would disagree with that. I don't think he's a culture vulture at all, but I seem to be in the minority about this. Um, but I want to know what you think before I give my thoughts on that. So I think, yeah, I, I don't know. I think this is complicated. I, I wouldn't, because here's the thing I would say about Drake is that whatever he is inspired by, mm-hmm. I think he provides a platform for those artists to get credit and shine. Which right. I think, you know, even when we talk about cultural appropriation, people often get that confused with, like, sharing cultures. So it's like, yeah, it's maybe sometimes annoying personally to, to maybe personally annoying to see white women with exten- extensions in their hair. <laughs> but my bigger issue is with when they rename them, not when they simply just have it in their hair. Right. And when they take ownership of it in a way that is disrespectful of the original source, which I cannot say that. If I, if culture vulture has to do with appropriating cultures, I cannot say by that definition that Drake does that. And I would say, but I, and and I, and while it may be personally annoying to whoever the culture is that you may hear him bending between those accents, you may hear yeah. him taking on the energy or the likeness of those people in the places that he finds himself in. We also have to remember that this boy is an actor. This boy's been acting since he was what, like ten years old. Yeah, you know. Much. So I'm just thinking about what the identity would be in the development just like the human development of a of an a child actor um and what what that process is like coming into your own and finding out who you are when you're when you're asked to play so many different roles from such an early age before you even know who you are yeah not to say that it's impossible to find yourself but just to say that part of your existence is playing different roles yeah and um so maybe i just don't take it personally or i'm certainly not offended because I feel like to the like some may argue that maybe he can do more for these people that he's maybe borrowing from but from what I've seen there's a lot of artists that like little baby that I wouldn't have known like um yeah city girls you know like he seems to tap into what's going on regionally in specific mm-hmm. like cities and countries and bring that to the, knowing knowing his position bring that to the forefront and I think that that's pretty cool. I think it's, it's to me, it's kind of him paying it forward because he was just this kid from Canada who was on Degrassi, right? And then Wayne did that for him. So I, you know, I, but of course, there's valid critiques as well. I just take it. I don't really take it that personally. Well, here's here's my thing. I I don't think he's a he's a culture vulture because personally, I would I would say that he's part of the culture. Yeah. 
right? He um, and then another thing too is like he's from Canada, mm-hmm. and you got to think about what what is around him in Toronto. Mm-hmm. You got people from from the from the Caribbean out there. You got people from from London out mm-hmm, there, mm-hmm. you know. So it's when he makes a when he makes a song with a Caribbean accent or a Caribbean tune. Is that it, like that's something that mm-hmm. might have been around him coming up, and something that he maybe he listened to Caribbean music coming up because he's in Toronto yeah. that has a strong Caribbean influence. So I don't think he's a culture vulture. And then again, like I feel like he's part of the culture. Like how, how do we decide who is? Mm-hmm. Not part of the culture and who is part of the culture. Like we was yeah. all rocking with Drake before, so why is now he we looking at him as a culture vulture? We all jumped on his music from his first like hot song. Yeah. So how yeah. is he not a culture? And then look, Wayne took him to what Houston. Mm-hmm. That's what that was the first place that gave him any love. Right. That really right. gave his music a chance. Um, he has a strong like this Houston, Atlanta, Vegas. Yeah. Houston, Atlanta, two very big influences. And who he is as an artist today. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And for the most part, right now we see him drop a lot of songs with that Atlanta sound to it. With that Atlanta, you know, working with Atlanta producers, working with a lot of Atlanta artists. Atlanta is the number one place for music right now. Yeah. And he's been kind of repping Houston, Atlanta, Vegas from day one. Right, right. And, and you know, the valid critique, though, is that... Yes, if he were white and moving the way that he is moving, right? People like I think that there would be a lot more backlash, right? Mm-hmm. Because yes, most artists come out of development of their own identity in ter- in the sense that like you know you know what Amigo song sounds like, you know, right. yeah, you know what a like. I guess um, who's who else does this thing sound like? I guess a, a Wayne song sounds like you know, and it's very much so inspired by their roots and their upbringing. But for somebody who's like like Drake, who basically from an early age was kind of it, through his develop like through his early development as yeah. a as a young man was in so many different places, you know, was traveling the world, was experiencing so many things. Right. That's his, that's kind of his part of his story, you know? Mm -hmm. And like, it may not be like the, oh, I came from here, lived here all my life and this is it and this is that. And that might be hard for people to receive. Um, And I know that another thing that's hard for people to receive is like, say maybe you're a fan of like maybe dance hall and you know, like, you know, it deep, deep. And like now it's on, now it's mainstream and you're like, oh, because Drake brought it mainstream and now you're like, oh, he's taking credit for this, this and that. But a lot of those artists who you love want that opportunity. They want that platform to be mainstream. They want the, they want for their music to be heard by wider audiences. So like, for example, Wizkid, you know, Afrobeat music has been popping. Like I grew up off of Afrobeat music. But when Drake, you know, did the song with Wizkid, obviously they just exposed him to a larger audience. So yeah. who the fuck am I to sit there and stop Wizkid's bag because I want to be sitting there like, oh, I discovered him. Why he bringing him out there and just being mad? Yeah, like, right? <laughs> no, like I'm not doing that. So um, I think everybody probably should calm down a little bit. And um, yeah, and I, I think Drake has 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 a role. I I'm. And if he was white, I think we would have a lot more Yeah, for questions. sure. We would be more upset <laughs> so, about this. Yeah. But I don't think he's a culture vulture at all. But um, we're, we're going to move on. Uh, so uh, this this sad, this story is a, is a pretty sad one. Um, Chanel Lewis, uh, a young special needs man, uh, boy. Hmm. Uh, he's a man. How old is he? About 20 something? He's 20s now. Yeah, so he's a man. Yeah. Um, But he is a special needs. Uh, and he was just convicted of... A murder and sentenced to life in prison for the murder of Karina Vitrano. Now, um, 
This is uh, a few weeks ago when he was found guilty. I don't know if you saw the footage. Mm. There were several, and this made me uncomfortable, several mm-hmm. white folks in the stands mm-hmm. cheering as if Aaron Judge just hit a, home, uh, a game-winning home run mm-hmm. at a Yankees game. And it's just, it, this is a sad situation. I mean, so um, Chanel Lewis, the father issued a statement. Um, the Chanel Lewis was sentenced on Tuesday to life in prison without the possibility of parole. So he is never getting out, and mm-hmm. there's not even a chance of him getting out. Uh, the sentence was handed down after impact statements from Vetrano family members, um, one of which said that that monster killed four people that night on of August 2nd. Father Phil Vetrano um, said, uh, one is in heaven. The other three walked earth as zombies just waiting to die to be with Karina again. There's no more pleasure in life. Now, this is the father, Phil, who a lot of people think has something to do with this murder. Yeah. Um, but unfortunately... This young man, this young black man, Chanel Lewis, was sentenced to uh, murder. Mm-hmm. Was sentenced to life in prison, and it's it's just a strange story because initially, when this report came out, they were supposedly looking for three white men until they weren't anymore. And if you know anything about Howard Beach, um, well, there's not too many black people just wandering around in Howard Beach. Yeah, exactly. It's not an area that you just wander around. <laughs> it's not. It's literally not. And that's like literally where black people get historically have been murdered. Right, exactly. So I, I, I was in Howard Beach before and I was in a vehicle and they threw an egg at my car, at, at the car I was driving in. And we were just literally driving by. Well, so. there you go. You were just driving through the mm-hmm. area. So for the fact that a black man went unnoticed mm-hmm. in Howard Beach... Unnoticed to the point that he mm-hmm. committed this heinous murder. Um, of obviously, there's a lot of red flags for people mm-hmm. in the community and people in the surrounding areas. But yeah, I mean this this is this is what this is the time that we live in, man. Mm-hmm. Like, we, how could we expect anything other than a black man not getting yeah. fair his fair shake in the justice system? Right, exactly. And for me, it's like if he did it, he did it. But let's make it fair. Like, why is the jury all white? Yeah. Um, people believe that his videotape, his um tapes, his tape confessions were coerced. Absolutely. I, I don't. I don't know if he was even had a lawyer present. I don't know. But um, um, people believe that it was coerced. Um, I still need to do a little bit more research on this case. I remember looking at it a few years ago, but I did sign a petition to get the, the trial. Uh, to at least bring him back to trial, he already had a mistrial. Yeah. So the, apparently, the last jury didn't or didn't completely believe it. So for for to go to a mistrial for this to be a special needs kid who literally graduated from a special needs high school just you know what days before the incident or months before the incident had occurred. Right. Um. You know. And um. And for the yeah for there to be a mistrial for this. Uh, suspicions of this coerced confession I just feel like you know let, let's just do this again you know like let's actually yeah. like take the time to I, re- I really hope that there's some like federal intervention there's been uh, petitions going around I've signed them you should sign them too whatever that we can do to like get this looked at again by you know people who are don't have as much of a bias in um in terms of like getting this black man in prison so yeah yeah. No, it's, it's definitely a disgusting situation, man. And hopefully yeah. some something, some sort of intervention happens to where this this poor kid doesn't spend the rest of his life in prison for something that I don't want to believe that he committed. Yeah. And like, look, there's a chance that he may have, but that's not 
that's why that's why we want to believe in the systems that tell us these things. Yeah. So we need to really focus on the systems. Based on the system, because we weren't there. We don't know what he did and what he didn't do. But based on the system, I don't believe the system was equipped in this case to effectively evaluate that. And I think that that's the issue. Yeah. And this would not fly if he was not uh, this would not fly if he was, if he was white. white if he was this a white would not kid, fly absolutely not exactly absolutely white not. and of some level of if he was white and the victim was black mm-hmm. this would not fly no way so not at all all right um next ooh i'm going to let you take this one let me start all right so um cardi b <laughs> now do you want to play the sound bite of her drag oh. i would actually if you but I'll introduce it. Okay, go ahead. Go so, ahead. if yeah. you don't know Cardi B, she's been pretty late. She's laying, been laying pretty low on social media, you know, doing her thing and whatnot. Um, and I noticed that like the shade room does not post about her anymore. So I had my suspicions that maybe she had they had received a cease and desist, which she did confirm, and uh, basically was very upset with the shade room um, for for what she believes sharing news about black people. Um, that is unsavory. All of a sudden, she's black. Mm-hmm. Mm. Well, I mean, I think she's always identified as black. Yeah. She's always identified yeah. as black. <laughs> she's always identified as black. Okay. Black and white. You can be both. All right. So, um, so she's been upset about that, and um, and she feels like they unfairly share news uh, that puts black people in a bad light, thus giving license to other white block sources and other white news sources to showcase black people in a negative light as well so we're gonna play a clip and then we'll discuss that yes so here it is here is uh cardi b going off on the the owner and founder of the shade room i be popping off at this water buffalo bill bitch fucking angie the owner of the shade room because she know that she's not allowed to post me so what does she do she posts mad shit of people that she know that i'm associated with for example qc right this is the owner of one of the most successful black-owned label right now. Every artist that he got under his label are rocketing. But nah, she rather not post when, when he getting good accomplishments. She rather post him when he's dealing with drama, baby mama drama, or his personal life. Carisha, Young Miami. I'm really cool with her. Everybody thought that it was not going to be successful after JT got locked up. They've been rocketing, hitting the charts, every chart they top 10. But no, y'all rather not post that. Y'all rather post some shit that's going to set her up to get dragged in the fucking comments. Every single, everybody that, that they know that I'm cool with, they always try to get them set up for people to talk shit. I be popping off. Okay. So based on Cardi B's assessment... Um, because the shade room can't post about her anymore, which I'm curious as to what she actually sent them so that they don't post about her anymore. Um, she she believes that she's being her friends are being targeted. Um, you know that's her opinion. I don't see it that way. I see I see it as like they just post news mm-hmm. um, about people, and most of it is yes on the negative side um, because it's called the shade room. So I don't I like certainly don't go in the shade room necessarily expecting positive stuff. When I see it, I'm like okay, that's nice too. Right. But I, I always thought from when the shade room had started that it was like their like I thought that their exact and specific goal was to find out whatever beef or drama was going on with celebrities and to crowdsource it into one place so that you didn't have to jump from one celebrity's page to the other to follow the beef because that's right. what it used to be mm-hmm. or you'd have to wait until 
a magazine picked it up the next day or and the radio, put it together. Or they talked about it on exactly. Hot 9 or Power 105 mm-hmm. or one of them stations. Right. So this is nothing new. You know, people like the drama. People like an escape from their real lives. And unfortunately, celebrities happen to be the people that they want to know this from. And, you know, it comes with the, it, the good comes with the bad. The good is that with that same celebrity... You're able to eat off of your talent. You're able to sell out shows. You're able to get all these endorsements and all these things that keep money in your pocket, a roof over your head, food on your kid's table. On the other hand, what comes with it is some of this negative stuff and some of these things that you don't you don't necessarily want to see, you know. And, um, you know, my opinion is that I feel like the Shade Room, yeah, sure. I, I felt like everything she was saying wasn't, like, completely inaccurate. Right. Um, but I do feel like... It's what comes with the celebrity. I think it's what comes with it, and I think that um, you can't, can't you can't pick and choose what people are going to say about you, especially when you're a celebrity. And though it may suck, I'm not that. I'm not a celebrity, and these are the reasons why I don't want to be. So I don't envy her position or anybody's position who has to go through that. But I do think that it comes with the territory, and um, and you can't fight the world. You can't fight the media. You can't fight what everybody's going to say about you. They're going to keep on saying it, you know. And I, I wouldn't invest so much in these blogs to move or affect your day or move or affect the way you feel about yourself. And I know they can have the power and potential to really shift opinions. And that must suck, especially in a world where people's opinions do affect your money. But, um, but ultimately, you know, people recognize when you're strong, recognize when you're a solid person. So regardless of what people say, you know, I think it's important to just keep your head up, keep it moving. And, you know, and I didn't appreciate the, the body shaming of the, of the owner. Right, absolutely. I didn't appreciate that. Um, but I understand when you're mad, you just say whatever. Uh, you say whatever you want. But as a uh, someone who's built like a refrigerator, <laughs> um, it's okay to be a snack inside to all you young ladies who are out there and you feel good about yourself. It's okay. You can be a snack on the inside and you can just dig deep within and know that you are solid <laughs> and that you are good. So, um, Especially because, you know, I want to shout out the, the owner of the Shade Room. Like, she... Is she's literally my age. She's 27 years old. She started the Shade Room um, like years ago to, to merge her passion for a celebrity, her obsession with celebrities and writing. And she put that together to come up with the Shade Room. This is somebody who watched apparently her. I think her I think her dad killed her mom wow. when she was young. And then she ended up in the foster care system. So, you know, for somebody to like really end up in to come from like really from the bottom just like Cardi, right? This just like everybody else who's been struggling and hustling to make it in this industry. It's it's great to see somebody find something, some level of passion, some level of um success in whatever it is that they're doing. And something and you know, people are so fickle because you know, you see people turning on her, but everybody looks at the showroom every day. And now you have standards about what it's supposed to be. So, um I just have a lot. I have a lot of thoughts on that, and um, and then one more thing is that like I feel like the shade room used to repost Cardi's like videos. And, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like they were part of her rise, and that's the thing. Like I've had this issue with because um, recently uh, in the NBA, players that were were kind of uh, fighting back against against the media. Like yo, every job that you do, whether it's your dream job or whether it's just some job that you're doing for the time being, you got to deal with some bullshit. Yeah. Hey, Cardi B, guess what? You're a celebrity, which means the bullshit you got to deal with is the tabloids posting negative shit about you. But you get to put a cease and desist on them. You get to say, oh, don't post nothing about me. You're coming off as sensitive. Because when when there were 
because because when when they're on the side when they're on Cardi B's side and they're dragging Nicki Minaj, you don't say a goddamn thing. You don't have mm. shit to say. I but heard yet, people say that. But yet. But yet, now that they're posting th- bad things about you, all of a sudden, oh, all they want to do is drag people. Yeah, that's what the fuck tabloids do. Because if they post about you opening up a school in Uganda, no one is going to click on that post. That's just is, facts. You know, yeah, and that's that's sad. That's sad. That's unfortunate. But I don't think it's Angie from The Shade Room's fault. I think no, she's capitalizing not. off of the fact that this is what people's natural inclinations are. But, you know, I feel like everybody hustles and makes it in the way that they're supposed to. And I can't necessarily judge how people get it. You know, like just like everybody comes up in a different way. Right. You know, I can't really sit there and dictate what that's supposed to look like for me, especially as somebody who has my money together, my shit together. I just know that it's hard to make it in this world, period. So, Word, you know, whatever. Like, what You know, just like Wendy Williams, you know, she made her like Charlamagne. They all made their way up in the same way. That this woman, Angie, from The Shade Room is making it. So I don't think there's anything specifically wrong about her than there is to anybody else. And I just, um, yeah, that's how I, I, just, I just think it's, it's, it's foul. Like, it's wrong of her. You, you, oh, don't post about me. So you don't want nobody saying nothing bad about you, right? Like, you're that sensitive? I mean, yeah. you, got, you got to take the good with the bad. There's no mm-hmm. job on the face of this earth that you are going to do. Again, whether yeah. it is your dream job. Or it is just a job that you're doing for the time being. Mm -hmm. There's a level of bullshit that you have to deal with. Right. And when you are a celebrity of Cardi B's stature, you got to deal with tabloids. Either either they're reporting true stuff about you or maybe they're dragging the stories. But all you got to do is just keep your head down and keep pushing. Keep doing what you do. But you're telling them, oh, don't post shit about me. So they can't post about you and they can't post about nobody on your label. Is that what you're saying, Cardi B? You can't post about Lil Baby. You can't post about the Migos. You can't post about the um the City Girls. We can't post about nobody on your label because because you don't like it. Get yeah. the fuck out of here, Cardi. Get the fuck out of here oh, for real. Dang. And then you're gonna and then you're gonna body shame the owner, someone who you could you should be able to relate. Someone who came up from nothing and did and made do with the hand that they was dealt and became this like built something out of nothing built this successful platform and now you dragging her you want to talk about a water buffalo built bitch and you fucking had plastic surgery to make yourself look like the way you looked and when people tried to talk about it you made videos talking about you don't give a fuck that you got your body done how dare you be so goddamn sensitive when they were dragging Nicki minaj and she Nicki didn't say a goddamn thing when they were dragging her in the name of Cardi B. They dragged Nicki Minaj in the name of Cardi B. Because everybody loved Cardi B. And now, oh, don't say nothing bad about me. Don't say nothing bad about QC. Yeah, what I think it is Come is that, on, man. you know, people focus on the negative. So I feel like, you know, I, I look at the Shade Room because we do the show and, like, I do a podcast. So, like, I look at them and see what's going on in pop culture and whatnot. And so, like, I mean, you know, when when, when people are talking about you, it's easier for you to see what are the good and what is the bad. At least from my perspective, I've seen good things about her on, on like, the, these blogs. I've seen good and I've seen bad. I haven't just seen all bad. Um, so, you know, but obviously I don't, I'm not looking at every story that posted about her with a fine tooth comb so I don't know what the actual balance is but it seems as her perception is that they're posting only bad and I wouldn't say that I've seen positive posts about her right so I feel like you know that's why I feel like it's more of a you just don't actually like what's being said um, and that you just want that to stop and I feel like that's not an appropriate way to go about no. it I don't think it's an appropriate way to go about she, it but you know this is, this is gonna be her downfall I don't to be honest like her music wasn't compelling 
I think she knows I how love to, her music. Right. Of, of, of mm, course. She yeah. makes music that, right, like, she makes, her music is catchy. She's like, she knows how, and she has a team around her that knows how to put out a record mm-hmm. that is going to catch and that is going to be played all over the radio. Yeah. She, she has a great team around that. I think QC, whether you want to say they're participating in payola, mm-hmm. they're dropping off bags of money to these radio stations, whatever you want to say, but people on QC right now, just Atlanta as a as a whole is just running the hip hop industry mm-hmm. right now. So you're down with the record label that has a lot of Atlanta artists and just radio stations don't want to say anything bad about you. So nobody in the media, like nobody on the radio wants to say anything bad about Cardi. Yeah. And these little blogs on 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 Instagram and social media, they post one or two things mm-hmm. about you and all of a sudden there's a cease and desist order. Yeah. Like I said, you got to be able to take the good with the bad. You got to take the millions of dollars that you're able to make for making your music and you got to take the little bullshit stories mm-hmm. that come out mm-hmm. on these blogs about you. Right. All right. I, I always said for her own sake, I always, you know, cause I, I've always been a fan um, of her and her, everything she's done. But I always said that like, you know, her, her inability to, I think process what this comes with. And I, and I, and I, I think she just really want, and I, she said that she wants the money. If she could have the money without the fame, I think she would, I actually think she would prefer that. That's not how it but, works. Yes, of course. But, um, so I, I understand and can empathize with that feeling, but there's this is a means to an end. And I always said that I feel like her sensitivity would would get in the way and present obstacles for her as she continues to rise. And I feel like, you know, I just wish her the best in finding her own peace. You know, you have a beautiful family. Offset seems to be in a great space. You know, like, I feel like just get... Like I Offset people... is actually facing some trouble, actually. If well, you oh, seen. well, yeah, actually, that but, news. Um, but besides yeah. that, besides the, the news, um, you know, in terms of just like getting centered, because once you're centered, no one's gonna face you. You know what I mean? And it's really hard when there's so many ears and so many eyes around you. But like, I just pray for her to be to find that center because it's it's, it's only gonna it's, no one's gonna stop. Like no one's actually gonna stop. Like you know that if information gets out, regardless of if the shade room puts it out or not, you know. Things come to the light, and um, and so it's important for everybody who's in this industry to be grounded. You know. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna, we're gonna move on before I lose my mind even more. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna save some of that for for my don't at me. Um, so there's a, there was a shooting uh, not too far from the Yale campus. Um, the images from the police a body cam video of two officers firing at an unarmed black couple in their car have reverberated throughout New Haven, Connecticut, where the shooting occurred last week and across the suburban towns that circle the campus of Yale. For black residents in particular, the shooting was stirred, has stirred up a deeper disconnect, a uh, deeper discontent that in, in intersects long simmering complaints over police interactions, racial tensions, and a resentment from some community members who take issue with the Ivy League school's elite insularity which they say cuts it off from surrounding minority and lower income neighborhoods. Um, One resident has, quote, said, we send spaceships to other planets, but we can't build a bridge between the community and the police, said Rodney Williams, a New Haven resident and the uncle of Paul Witherspoon III, the driver of the car in the April 16th shooting. Uh, Let it be known that, um, if I'm not mistaken, both parties in the couple have mm-hmm. survived the shooting yes they both have but so uh, that is that is good that is a blessing amen um, also happy both to hear that 
both officers were black. So um, mm-hmm. that's also important to, to know. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, so we, we don't just report white officers and white people <laughs> doing doing wrong against yeah, the culture. I mean, because, you know, they blue. So. Yeah, right. Um, but, yeah, no, like, I mean, I can totally relate to this. Um, I went, you know, obviously went to going to Harvard. Um, Harvard. I, I, I've been to I've been to Yale several times, right? Because that's our, our our rival school, and oh. I always noticed um, when I was on the campus the stark difference between like the campus and the campus life and the surrounding right. areas. Harvard is a lot different because the surrounding areas is Cambridge, which is like still very like ritzy, uppity, you yeah. know, type of neighborhood. Whereas somewhere like Yale is a very stark difference between like what you experience on campus and the surrounding area versus like when you step right outside those bounds. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that that is a very valid point that that person brought up as far as um, as far as like how how do how does this institution of privilege interact with the community and the surrounding community? Does it bar them off out of conversations? This is their home, you know, and how do you really bridge that gap? Because usually the people who are in the positions of power should be responsible for doing those things or should be inclined to, more inclined to do those things. Yeah. Um, and I, they have a lot more work to do. And um, and as far as like this whole like shooting, the couple nine one one received an anonymous tip that um, this guy had robbed some store and it was false apparently yeah. um but i'm just i don't know I'm, I'm just like so if if you hear that somebody robs someone and you catch them and you stop them at the light do you shoot them like you know what i mean like it just seems yeah, to exactly. me like if i'm gonna use deadly force it's gonna be like once i've because con- this is just a tip yeah you know like so there's nothing there's no there's no confirmation like your job is just to get this person and to get them questioned so Calm the fuck down and watch them follow the procedures. But if you went in there thinking that, oh, you you heard this tip and it's solid, then anyone can just call anybody and be like, oh, yo, this nigga's like, what if I was to call the police on you? Yo, this is nigga in, in a hoodie and a hat. And I think he has a gun. Like, you know, like, yeah. that's scary. That, like, simply based off of an anonymous tip, that you feel like you're justified to open up gunfire on me without assessing the situation. The boy followed every procedure. He opened up the door and immediately raised his hand and stepped out of the car. Yeah. And you still get shot. And his girlfriend in the passenger seat gets shot. And you still get shot. Like his girlfriend was the one who's actually in the hospital. He was she was the one who actually got the bullet. So, you know, just stuff like that is crazy. And these are kids that didn't deserve that and um, no one deserves that. And um and it's sad. And it's sad because it's just like these are these are the things that happen to black people. Um even if it's black people doing it because of how yeah. we're brought up in society to be socialized to black, think black, of black police people. showing out for the white cop mm-hmm. ice cube said it best man yeah it's, it, it, and it's terrible that and, and that's why we don't like as black people like having an interaction with the police to me is probably one of the most terrifying things yep that I can ever have to deal with. Yep. Like I was in a car the other day that got pulled over. I wasn't even driving. And I would my like my heart was beating so fast because there's so much history yep. and so much like experience. Like I went to boys and girls high school. After school, we was getting rushed off the grounds by the uh-huh. police on horseback. Oh, police yes. on horseback, yes. like police just on high alert. 
And we are high school kids. Yep. Like, that is the interaction that I grew up having with police. Mm-hmm. So we don't trust, like, no. black people don't trust cops. No. Whether you're white or whether you're black, you got that badge on your chest, we're not rocking with you. Exactly. Because at the end of the day, you don't have our best interests at heart. You don't mm-hmm. You don't care if we make it home safely. Mm-hmm. All you're worried about is you making it home mm-hmm. safely. Mm-hmm. Are there situations where people may want to do something to harm the police? Absolutely. But for the most part, like... Most of us citizens no, ain't walking around exactly. with no, no weapons, and no one's like like, hard, like. There's not a significant group of people that are thinking, "Let me wake up and harm the police today." Right, like, I exactly. Just, I do not believe that at all. And um, you know, and just to your point about you being at school and, and the police officers being there, I'll shout out one thing I saw because I, I live around boys and girls, and I saw these police officers like they were cool with the boys. They were like hanging out with them, talking to them in that little like center. Oh, the circle, the, the circle, the circle. You know yeah, yeah, yeah. They were like kicking him with that, and I'm hey, like, shout out, shout out to Ock in the circle. Know? You know what I'm saying? And I was, he and held I was it down like, plenty of mornings when I <laughs> when I was still late to school. I was late to school, but I still stopped for breakfast. Okay. <laughs> but I appreciate those officers because they were interacting with these kids. The kids yeah. were laughing, and I'm like, mm-hmm. instead of coming on horseback and trying to kick these kids off of the street, talk to them. Like, if I'm a kid who is like at high school and I'm going through shit and like the police officer makes it their business when they because as a police officer and if if a police officer comes to you you're gonna respect them because you're gonna talk to them so if you use that energy to actually get to know these kids you can prevent so much shit you can prevent so much shit so that you don't have to come with guns blazing with horseback trying to kick these kids trying to beat these kids up um, just because you can't do your damn job. Part of being a cop, part of being in any type of service job is building relationships. As a teacher, I can't just come in as a as an enforcer. I have to build relationships so those, those kids right. trust me. And you with a badge and a gun, if you can't build those relationships, then you ain't trying. You're not. You're not. Yeah, and that's exactly. what it is. And that's the biggest disconnect. They're like, how can, how can the relationship between the black community and police get better? Um, how about you put police officers... And one of the things I, I always say, put police officers that's from the neighborhood. Yeah. Don't send some fucking dude from that lives on um, Long Island to come patrolling Bed-Stuy. That's all I see. Because now he's going off of his assumptions and mm-hmm. his fears that are portrayed on television. Yep, as opposed cuts. to Exactly. As opposed to trying to actually get to know the people in the community. And knowing that, you know what? Certain situations that people might call the police for may not be a high alert situation. And knowing if you know the people in the community, then you know how to approach the people in the community. Mm -hmm. And that will make all the difference in the relationship between black folks and the police. You send some guy from Staten Island uh, (laughs) or fucking Long Island or wherever the hell people live, Howard Beach, and you send him to patrol in Bed-Stuy, Brownsville, Flatbush. Of course, there's going to be a discrepancy and there's going to be a distance Mm -hmm. between the community and the police relationship. That's the that that to me is the biggest thing they could do. Yeah, I agree. Community policing is yeah. Uh, whew, uh mm-hmm. sorry, I, I was I was going off on a oh, couple no, of those okay. topics. So it's we, okay. we took some extra time. We, do, um, we can take a break now. Yes. Uh, so 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 we're gonna take we're gonna take off uh, another break. Um, Michael from the East is gonna be joining us just shortly. But first, we got them uh blow the whistles coming up. Do not go anywhere. It's Ben Talks with the best in the world, Ben Lewis and Addy. Yes, right here on Radio Free Brooklyn. We'll be right back. <laughs> you heard me hold that. Did I 
Dear Dear Diary. Yeah. I don't really trust diaries because Black gay female, may God be with me. I'm kidding, never really was religious. Pray for me, cause my demons ain't vibing with me. Got a lot of anger residing in me. Too, too much pain and surprises in me. Try to be seen and not place to blame in a world that I feel like is out to get me. Disadvantage because of my color. Seems like I can't even speak to my mother. Look me up and down in the street, cause I choose to look comfortably in my skin. So they think they above ya. Work harder, they still judge ya. In order to be smart, I gotta act dumber. Everybody think they know what's up until you open up and erupt. But then it's like no wonder. Yeah, diary, please help me. Uh, touch the people that felt me. Uh, touch the people. People that feel me, uh, touch the ones that need healing. Uh, I get these terrible feelings in my gut. Things get tough, it get rough. They like so what, like so what, like so what? Dear diary, please help me. Uh, touch the people that felt me. Uh, touch the people that feel me. Uh, touch the ones that need healing. I get these terrible feelings in my gut. Things get tough, it get rough. They like so what, like so what, like so what? You wasn't really listening, hmm. and that's the part that's sickening. All sides of suicide right in front of your eyes, ironically, same place feeling sitting in. Luckily, my third bone was activated. Take a breath and not be exasperated. If your head ain't on right, then decapitated. So I hope my take try to acclimate it. But it's hard when you know you're different, and on your stage, so your fans know you existed. The only way people gonna know you're gifted is to give everything you got, but you can't even give shit. And that's the realest shit that I ever said. I'd rather been dead, I'd rather been laid. But I'm trying to leave, but I'm trying to eat. I got mouth to feed. Yeah, diary, please help me. Uh, touch the people that felt me. Uh, touch the people that feel me. Uh, touch the ones that need healing. Uh, I get these terrible feelings in my gut. Things get tough, it get rough. They like, so what? Like, so what? Like, so what? Dear diary, please help me. Uh, touch the people that felt me. Uh, touch the people that feel me. Uh, touch the ones that need healing. I get these terrible feelings in my gut. Things get tough. It get rough. They like so what? Like so what? Like so what? As I'm getting older, a lot be surprising me. Like finding out I got anxiety. Like knowing I don't like confrontation, but it be constantly waiting in mind to see. Like things that was said, going back and forth on my head, can't take the monotony. I owe myself an apology. It's a whole lot weighing down on me. Obviously, I try to take the right precautions. Don't like arguing. It's exhausting. Honestly, I don't even like talking, so I needed something to put all my thoughts in. They say schizo, why you fuck so good? Cause I've been taught, cause I've been touched, cause I've been bought, cause I've been hushed, now I'm in my thoughts. And this is the shit they don't wanna talk about. So I'ma make sure I run my mouth. Cause I know that I'm not the only one. So I'd rather be an open book to some. So I'd rather be a helping hand to one who ain't strong enough to say what's wrong with them. I know the process could take long for us, but don't worry, I still got hope for us. Diary, please help me. Uh, touch the people that felt me. Uh, touch the people that feel me. Uh, touch the ones that need healing. Uh, I get these terrible feelings in my gut. Things get tough. It get rough. They like so what? Like so what? Like so what? Did I read? Please help me. Uh, touch the people that felt me. Uh, touch the people that feel me. Uh, touch the ones that need healing. I get these terrible feelings in my gut. Things get tough. It get rough. They like so what? Like so what? Like so what? He's got it out for me. Yo, I 
that. It's free air. Free air. If you ain't playing, I ain't in what you even playing for. See, nowadays we tend to do less and say more. More? When's the last time you received something you needed that you ain't had to pay for? If you ain't playing, I ain't in what you even playing for. See, nowadays we tend to do less and say more. More? When's the last time you received something you needed that you ain't had to pay for? That's free air, free air. I like that. That's free air, free air. Free air, free air. Free air, free air. It's free air, free air, free air, free air. Free air. It's free air, free air, free air, free air. Free air, free air. It's free air, free air. Okay, let's be clear. It's not rags. This is a breath of fresh air for my hip hop heads. It's not that. I just hope they heard my song. Man, I've been working so long that I miss my bed. Okay, I'm still waiting for them to find a match for me. At least somebody half of me. If you want me in your city, you gotta ask for me. I probably catch a gray white before I catch a Z. You used to have to break night to even be close. It's like you gotta take flight before they repost. I need a break, I don't need hope. I might just change my name again to Spanish Eric from the East Coast. The way things going ain't no telling. I'll be flowing down know if he is sane or a felon. When you this generous, they think you conversating with Ellen. Just that boom back moon rap straight to the melon. Let's go. If you ain't playing no way in what you even playing. For. See, nowadays we tend to do less and say more, more. When's the last time you received something you needed that you ain't had to pay for? If you ain't playing no winning, what you even playing for? See, nowadays we tend to do less and say more, more. When's the last time you received something you needed that you ain't had to pay for? That's free air, free air. I like that. That's free air, free air, free air, free air. Free air, free air. It's free air, free air, free air, free air. Free air. It's free air, free air, free air, free air. Free air, free air. It's free air, free air. Breathe in air on a daily basis, and without it, you can't live. So, you know, it kind of brings back to what do you take for granted? And that's what I think about when I think free air. Okay, let's be clear. It's not trap. It's a breath of fresh air for my hip-hop cats. It's not that. I just hope they heard my song. And I've been working so long that I miss my naps. Okay, find a rapper that could go word for word with me. At least someone a third of me. A few you new niggas worry me. You don't know me. You either know of me or you heard of me. Uh, from the city that don't sleep after this, I better pile would give me my own beats. They're like, tell him why you mad. I'm like, tell him why you passionate. And if he from Queens, tell me why he absent then. And if he really Spanish, tell me where the accent went. I ain't even in the pocket yet. I'm just tapping it. Pocket check, but it don't have to be foul. We just study it and let it go back into the wild. This is small rap. This is Mr. Wonderful in a hard hat, giving back to the shark tank, and it was all free. With all this ghostwriting going on, it feel good to say this was all me. If you ain't playing, I ain't in what you even playing for. See, nowadays we tend to do less and say more, more. When's the last time you received something you needed that you ain't had to pay for? If you ain't playing, I ain't in what you even playing for. See, nowadays we tend to do less and say more, more. When's the last time you received something you needed that you ain't had to pay for? That's free air, free air. I like that. That's free air, free air, free air, free air. Free air, free air. That's free air, free air, free air, free air. 
That's free air, free air, free air, free air. Free air, free air. That's free air, free air. Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan. Jumping from the free throw line. Bombay! Oh, yes, we are back, ladies and gentlemen, on Ben Talks right here on Radio Free Brooklyn with the best in the world, Ben Lewis, uh, and my best friend in training, <laughs> Addie, the baddie, the Addie, one you wish you had, okay. the else? one uh, that, that makes niggas call her daddy, okay. uh, <laughs> <laughs> the one with the fatty, mm-hmm. um, and uh, did I forget anything? You know, we, 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 we could table this for now, oh, okay. um, because right now... Oh, who do we have in the building? Oh, we got Michael from the East. Okay. Welcome to the program, Mike. Our family friend. Yeah. <laughs> Mike on primetime now. I had That's you on, okay. on Brooklyn Bandstand before. Yeah, yeah. I'm primetime. Yeah, now you're on oh, the big shit. show. Oh, now you're on the big show, Ben Talks. Happy to be here. Yeah, I'm glad to have I'm happy to have you, man. That's um, right. We just, we, we, me and Mike just kind of connected from like the moment we met each other. It was, oh, was kind of cool, Love man. Love at first sight. Well, well. Up here. We the listen, homies there. <laughs> listen, I, look, the night that I met Mike, I was so drunk. But, uh, I was so drunk. Word. I, I apologize on his behalf. Nah, it's cool. My I boy was, was out here. I was so drunk. Yeah. Um, but I was about to do my Irish exit. And <laughs> so, so I heard him singing. I was like, oh, wait a second. I got to meet this dude. So I stayed yes. and I held it together to get his Instagram. <laughs> And then I walked out and mm-hmm. I passed out on the train and went Look. like to Manhattan, back Yo, to Brooklyn. No so funny yeah. shit. You He's- make- you uh-huh. making straight niggas break their neck, then uh-huh. you already know. <laughs> nah, yo, no funny shit. He's probably the most. It's funny, like for a drunk, for someone that's just drunk as shit. He's the only one that I know I could keep it together. Like you wouldn't even yeah. know yeah, until he leaves. It was no. like, look at the way he walking. Up. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> niggas drunk the whole time. I have a story. I invited him to my birthday party last oh, year. Oh my god, same thing. <laughs> He like he was so Damn. fucked up and it like yeah. I didn't know until the minute he left. Yeah. I literally had no clue yeah. cuz he was so composed. That's yo, what I'm saying. I, like, incredible. That's what I'm saying. At Addie's birth, yo, I thought I thought I was going to uh, ruin your floor. That's how bad I was. I was sitting there like, "Oh lord, if this if this Uber take any long to get here." Yeah. I'm I'm gonna have to apologize. You know he, he he a pastor's son though, so you know he gotta learn how to keep that. I am too. Together. So. Oh yeah. yes, the pastor so. the pastor kids be the hoes. Yeah. First of all, first of all, that's not what it is. It's just we just doing it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Anywho, anywho. Let's not even talk. Yeah, exactly. Any anywho, we still got some show to go on. I know Addie's all excited because she been she she been hounding me. Yes, I love Mike Michael from. She said she said if I didn't get she said I didn't I didn't if I didn't get you on she was gonna quit oh shit and i can't i can't something, something like that i can't yeah. lose you paraphrase a, i can't okay. lose another co-host so because uh, <laughs> he was bringing you to that tuesday show and i'm like what the fuck like well, don't do that I, i'm doing good work with brooklyn bands no don't i do mean that. shit but you ain't got me on there so how good could it be well i got me? you know some things that just got me for me all right saying? fine just fine. like some that. things are just for you all right you know? okay fine all right oh uh, so we got blow the whistle man um that's a segment where we call out the violators People who have done wrong against us and the culture. All right. All right. I'm going to start us off. I got to blow the whistle on the University of Alabama. Right. So, Ha Ha Clinton Dix is an NFL player. He was a superstar in college. 
and he got drafted. He left after his junior year, got drafted to the NFL, and he went back last year to finish his degree. Mm. And um, he noticed that a, year, a whole year went by and he didn't receive his degree in the mail. Oh, wow. And when he checked his, uh, when he checked why he didn't receive his degree, it turns out that the University of Alabama, the school that he starred there, mm-hmm. won two national titles there. Made the school millions of dollars. Held his degree because he owed them one dollar. I don't like how this is. <laughs> oh no! Nah. Yes, he owed them one dollar, oh, so they didn't nah. send him his diploma. Petty. Talk petty. about petty. And wow. talk. Listen. Wow. Wow. I had to blow the whistle on that because that is absolutely ridiculous. Mm-hmm. I remember my my second year in college. There was one player who could not enroll in school. Because he had a $10 balance. Wow. They're, like, they dropped him from all... You know how they go. Yeah. Well, I don't know if Addy know how they go. Addy was rich, <laughs> but... Uh, Addy was not rich. Nah, Addy received stop. a full scholarship <laughs> to school. <laughs> let me stop. But you know how they drop you from your class if mm-hmm. you don't pay by a certain date? Oh, yeah, this brother man. owed them $10 and he dropped them. So but this, he made them two mil, though. Right. He made them millions so of dollars. Petty. He I'll made them millions of dollars. They could have gave him a I'll courtesy be ready to call. Because you know, yeah. maybe you sent like maybe they were like, all right, you owe like what like fifty six thousand three hundred and ninety nine. It was a dollar, like three hundred and uh, three hundred. Maybe you pay three hundred ninety nine dollars and you owe a dollar. You know no what I mean? Like shit. he probably didn't even know. Yeah, yeah. Right. And that's what I'm saying. They could have gave him a courtesy call. Word, just but, we owe, you owe us a dollar. Yeah, and they, it's they, a they whole didn't university though. The whole university, University of Alabama, over a dollar. Who makes millions of dollars Facts. off the backs of strong ass niggas from the right. south? Right, I was For gonna example, say off of black men. <laughs> The nigga who <laughs> yes. owed the dollar. Exactly. Come on, man. Chances he owed are, dollar. Chances are this dude's head is fucked up because of all the tackles and shit and whatnot. Right. Don't get me started on that. Yeah. You sometimes good? You I, well, good? I, I don't know. If he knocks out the dean, I'm not even gonna be upset. <laughs> right? I hope not. Yeah. All right. Um Addy, what, what what else we got for blow the whistle? All right, yeah. I'm gonna shout out Tinder. All right, I'm gonna shout out Tinder Ooh, right what? now. Tinder. But I'm gonna blow the whistle on George Zimmerman's fucking stupid ass murderous ass. Um, George Zimmerman, if you remember, is the yeah. evil ass nigga who uh, murdered Trayvon Martin. And worst of all, this man has absolutely no remorse. He went through trial, got acquitted, and literally would do it again. And um, basically, he's been going on Tinder and like um, all these dating social profiles under this alias of Carter. <laughs> And basically, Tinder's not the not having it at all. They're basically how they're basically like we invest millions each year to prevent and monitor and remove bad actors who have violated our community guidelines in terms of usage for our app. Um, so I just want to, yeah, I'm happy because like I'm like for the first time, like the very few times our corporations on the right side of situations. So I'm happy that they're like anytime he posts. They spot him and then they remove his account and I'm right. here like, for I, it. I don't custom beats off of Tinder, so I got no problem. With <laughs> <laughs> I got no problem with Tinder. I'm I'm very, so very. shout out to them. One of my right. boys just got out of a relationship and now he, he, he all, all yeah, over yeah, swiping. Yeah, yeah, you be trying to like, talk to me, swipe. Yeah, hey, man, pay like, attention. Bro, next week though, checking out this. I'm like, you just got out of a relationship. He was like Tinder. Yo, yeah, I haven't been. Like, I haven't yeah. been on Tinder in like three, four years. Word, I ain't been on Tinder in about three, four minutes. Yeah. Oh man! Uh, in between breaks, I, I came with the swipe. Check in. it out. Mm-hmm. I ain't gonna say. Man. I, care, <laughs> I care about people. I, I can't just be seeing this. All right. Um. So, uh, ancestry.com was yes. romanticizing slavery, right? They were. They were basically, you know, ancestry.com. I believe that this is the company that they help you figure out your lineage, mm. like you know where you come from, da da da, uh, and allegedly also sell your uh, DNA to the government. But um, allegedly, Ooh, um, <laughs> I bought that for somebody. 
Oh no! Well, hey, at least it yeah, wasn't for they you. Definitely. <laughs> I mean, the, the government got everything they need from us. That's I mean, true. shit. I that's was true. thinking that's about that. They know true. everywhere the fuck that I'm at. I was and talking to somebody about couches. On. I was talking about somebody about couches and mm-hmm. and, and, and Wayfair was all over my my timeline yeah. right after. They see they shit see was crazy. All. They see all, <laughs> but basically, um, yeah. <laughs> How do they always know what to advertise? Yeah, they know. Right? You know what they I mean? know. They're spying on us. And it, for me, right. I've surrendered mm-hmm. because I realized that it is what it is. Um, but for anyone else who's not involved in the media, don't just stop. <laughs> Save yourself. Um, but basically, industry.com wanted to romanticize. Well, they wanted to really romanticize the idea of, you know, figuring out where you come from, da 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 da. Um, but once again, trying to perpetuate this false narrative that. Completely false. Completely false. <laughs> that colonizers, slave owners, were in romantic relationships that were equally yoked with actual slaves just in the same way they try to push Jon Snow on us with Pocahontas like we know what that shit was like stop trying to romanticize these relationships between owners who are white owners who are in positions of power and raped right who have been raping black women for centuries and try to romanticize these narratives because yes of course there may be one or two narratives that you can find from that time period where maybe the guy wasn't awful and was a part of the system and actually was in relation you know tried to help the woman that was enslaved but the prevailing narrative was that these white men were raping these women and that is why your DNA is the way that it is. So yep, let's, if much, you if yeah, you want to tell yeah. that story, let's tell it correct. Let's yeah, tell it correct. Exactly. Like, let's not try to put this love story on that makes white people always be the fucking heroes in every fucking narrative that we have. Nice. So, um, fuck you, um, Ancestry.com for that. No, but I forgot his name was Jon Snow. That's the same nigga's yeah. name in Game of Thrones. You watch Game of Thrones? Uh, oh, wait, is that his name? That's yeah, that Jon Snow. I thought it was Jon Smith. Nah, oh, it was John, John Smith. Snow? Oh, did I say John Smith? Oh, it's John Smith. Oh, John Smith. John the guy. But the John Smith is the asshole. Same John. Oh, okay. Same John. First of all, ha- have you guys watched Same. Pocahontas in your the adult religion. lives? Yes. Yo. It is racist as fuck. As fuck. <laughs> Pocahontas is racist as fuck. I was looking at this shit like, what the fuck was I watching as a kid? Right. I, was, I was like, my right. kids are not watching this. Exactly. Because no. <laughs> John Smith no, was like, man. basically like, yeah, they savages and shit, but Pocahontas is bad. Yeah, So like... We gotta ignore that because she yeah, a baddie. Like pretty much, and, exactly. pretty much. You know. Mm. All right. Well, uh, <laughs> I don't got nothing to add to that, Addy. Um, so we we gonna transition into uh, don't at me. Now, uh, if you're not familiar with don't at me, I usually snap about something. Uh, I usually go off about something. Now, um, <clears throat> t- this week's don't at me was inspired by an ugly ass, horrible looking plate of food that I saw on social media. <laughs> okay. Now. There are certain meals that may not look good uh-huh. on the plate, but yet yeah. they're delicious when you eat them, right? <laughs> Some things aren't photogenic. True. Right? Not certain plates all. of food are not photogenic. Not so this all. week's Don't At Me goes to you people that post ugly ass plates of food on social media. Listen. <laughs> With the styrofoam plates. Right. Look. <laughs> look. I understand the meal might be delicious. <laughs> I understand that you might have been hungry and been waiting to Facts. eat all day long. Facts. And whatever plate of food someone puts in front of you looks Facts. absolutely appetizing. There's a saying that says hunger is the best sauce. Talk about and it. And sometimes when you post them pictures, Talk you are looking it. through hungry eyes. <laughs> all right. I saw a plate of food the other day online that looked like someone opened a can of Alpo <laughs> and poured it onto a styrofoam plate. And if you don't know what Alpo is, it is dog food. That's true. It is a plate of dog food. That's and it looked true. absolutely terrible. And the posting, 
the person posted it online as if it was the most delicious thing that they had ever seen in their lives. Listen, you're making me sick. And I was just about to eat dinner when I was scrolling through Instagram and saw this ugly ass plate of food. Here's a word of advice. All right. You take a picture of your plate of food that you think looks delicious. Send it to three of your closest friends and ask them, yo, does this look Instagram ready? Does this look Facebook ready? Does this look Twitter ready? Because I don't want to see ugly ass plates of food. I don't want to see a plate of pale ass chicken and dry ass vegetables and, and your dirty utensils and your styrofoam plates. And ketchup on white rice oh, and whatever man. other nonsense <laughs> that you're into. All right? Do not post ugly pictures of food on your timeline. Send it to three of your friends, your closest friends, your friends that you know oh, will tell you the truth and ask them, oh, is this God. plate of food photo ready? Facts. Other than that, do not post it. Word. And also, while I'm at it, I don't <laughs> want to see a plate... Of the aftermath of what you did to the plate of food. <laughs> they I don't, having yeah, that. Like, I don't want to see a plate of chicken bones talking about, oh, y'all can't see it, but this shit was good. <laughs> yeah? Uh, is that so? Don't post it on social media. Send it to your friends. Ask them if this is ready. I don't want to see plates of dog food. I don't want to see plates of absolute nonsense on my timeline talking about this is what I have for dinner because you know what all it's going to make me do is want to pray for you because for some reason this is what you're eating I'm tired of seeing ugly ass plates of food on my timeline cooking for babe plates of food on my timeline if you cannot cook if no one has complimented you and I mean really complimented you on your cooking not asking a dude that you messing with oh how is my food and he's trying to smash that night so he says it's okay alright I'm not talking about that I'm talking about real delicious plates of food alright make sure your plate of food looks presentable and is actually delicious looking before you post it to social media exactly I said what I said now don't at me facts Oh, you see, last is why I'm not on Tinder I'm because nasty. last time I went on a Tinder date four years ago <laughs> was uh, this nigga, you know, really finessed me. You know, I was vulnerable, I was lonely, oh, no. whatever. And um, he, he, he told me he was gonna cook for me, so I was like, I'm a useful oh, nigga. Damn. I was really bamboozled. Mm. He made some out of the box, out of the fucking jar spaghetti. That shit was disgusting. A lot of niggas do that. I'm just like, that's don't. A lot of niggas like, do that. Spaghetti? He should have just ordered some. But you know. It was so trash, it. and I could cook, so I was like, I know when things, how mm. things supposed to taste. So I was like, this is really, really violent. He could have dead ordered some, put it on a plate. You can't go wrong with dead. Come on, no, was, you can't. <laughs> <laughs> but you can when somebody, when you're trying to feed somebody who cooks. Damn. Mm. All right, so here's what we're gonna do. We got we got Michael from the East in the building. Mm. We're gonna play a Michael from the East joint. Oh, yeah. Uh, and then we're gonna come back with the interview. Michael from the East, our guest today on. Ben Talks. Do not go anywhere. We'll be right back. Coming up right now is uh, That's It. Yes, Michael from song. the East. Yeah. Produced by Simon Says. Yeah, yeah. We'll be right back here on Radio Free Brooklyn. Let's that's go. my song. <laughs> you look.
That's it, Michael from the East. Yes, produced that's my by Simon song. Says. Yo, I, I got a question. Well, hold, on, wait a second now. Oh God, if someone just happened. To, no, I'm if sorry, someone I'm just hyped. happened to turn on this, the station, fine. You know, you're listening. Okay. To, you're listening to Ben talks right here on Radio Free Brooklyn, and we got Michael from the East, our guest in the building. What's Thank good? you for joining us. Thanks for having me, bro. Uh, this is your second time here true, in the studio. True, true. You know what I'm saying? So, so um, th- thank you for agreeing to do this once again. Course, you know. Man. Now, I'm going to let Addie ask you the first couple questions. Yes. She's been dying to talk to you. <laughs> right. And you've been talking to him every day at Bandstand or whatever. Uh, so, let me. Brooklyn Bandstand. Okay. Every, every Tuesday at 4 o'clock. <laughs> let know, Brooklyn. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Like, yes. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, I don't want to argue. Okay. I just want my baby. That's it. What does, what does Mike from the East argue? about 
Oh, um, that's what I want to know. It's no funny shit. I don't even like to argue. Mm, you just want your baby. Yeah, like right. so on the real, <laughs> it takes too much energy out of me. I feel you on that. I communicate that in the beginning. Ah, yeah. So, so usually, if you saying goes wrong, you just sing and then that's that, right? And then it's, I, I just want my baby. And... I try. It's, yeah, <laughs> and you know, funny shit. No funny shit. Um, I usually get out of it. Yeah, I was gonna say. I was. Yeah. I, I, I'm really trying to place you because you you're giving me like you know. I don't know if you're like Drake mastermind fuckboy vibes. No. You know, but like it's a, it's cool because we all love Drake. Mike ain't no fuckboy. We don't know. This, right. I mean, look. <laughs> Thank you. I it's, okay, it's okay. It's okay to be. A, well, it's, it depends on what kind of fuckboy you are. Oh, okay. Because you know, okay. to me, I appreciate at least some skill. Uh-huh. Some skill set around don't, it. Don't um, but would you identify as that? Uh, what? Would as, you, a, as a fuckboy? As as no. As, a, as, as right, an so individual. As an individual. That's there a good. Go. I like that answer. That's it. That's all I Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, no, nah, I def- um, definitely enjoyed enjoy the track, man. So uh, yeah, yeah. Simon says uh, is is the producer on that one. I, I do yeah. know Simon. He he's a real cool dude. Yeah, how did how did y'all come together and cook this up? Is it something like did he have the beat first and he hit you up, or like were you guys kind of did you guys kind of come up with this from so, from step one together? So what happened was, um, so what happened was, I was doing one of Rise's shows mm-hmm. um, in Brooklyn. I yeah. forgot the name of the venue. That's all. You, you know. Thankfully, that's all. That's the only. That's really the main place Rasta does his show. Dead ass. Yeah. Thankfully like he doesn't. Me. He don't go nowhere. Yeah. No, except for maybe downtown Manhattan. Yeah, but it's yeah, so yeah. close to Brooklyn, so it don't even matter. Right. <laughs> but um, we were doing the show. Uh, Nana be cool, cool ass dude too. Mm-hmm. Um, Nana, he hit me up. He was like, "Yo, bro, I'm gonna pull up to your show." He was like, "You still performing?" I was like, "Yeah, pull up, bro." And I was just happy that he was gonna pull up because I fuck with Nana and I fuck with his music and yeah. everything. So, just had a show the other day too. Yeah, yeah. He just released the album too. So yeah, super proud of that man. Um, so when um when he pulled up, he pulled up with Simon too. Yeah, and that was probably like my second time actually seeing Simon, but I never really met him. I saw him before in passing, but I never like talked to him or anything. So yeah. performed, did a thing, and then we talked and everything. Um, it was quick too. Conversations were mad quick. He was yeah. like, "Yo, take my number down." I was like, "I." Right. It uh, just took it down. He was like, "Yo, she come to the studio," and I was like, "All right, cool." And he bounced like that was yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Like Simon, this like, the it's, studio around here, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, exactly. yeah, yeah. I've been there a couple times. That's yeah. where, yeah, yeah. That's where Riza do his cooking from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. So, um, so uh. So yeah, we got together. We started just working. Um, I got in the studio. He was already working on a beat, mm-hmm. and I was really feeling it. So um, I didn't write anything though, because I was trying to write some shit and nothing was happening. He was just like, "Yo, let's just freestyle some shit. Just get on the booth." And yeah. I was like, "All right, cool." So he put the beat on. Um, the beat started playing. I started just singing the hook. And at first, I was like, "Yo, the hook might need more." He was like, "Nah, nah, nah." He was like, "It's Perfect. fine the way it is." Yeah. Word, even though it's simple, sometimes that just works. And so he was just like, "Just leave it the way it is." And then, like throughout the song, we just started like, I would sing shit, he would just add some shit in. Mm-hmm. We would start just editing and correcting shit, and right, then right, all together, right. it just came together as a song. Yeah. That's so cool. like dead ass, like on our first like interaction in the studio, we just made a song together, and then it turned out to be that joint. 
Oh man, yeah, that's what's up. Yeah, it's a fire joint yeah, too. Yeah, exactly. Me and him got more on the tank though, so right. look out for that. Yeah, yeah. Looking forward to it. True, true. You see, when I hear your music, like I hear it every. Like, I see where it could be everywhere because you know, as a songwriter, yeah, I know about like you know just how you could get placements and all yeah. of that. And I mean, all of your stuff really speaks to like these really intimate moments. So if you had a choice of any show that you could be on, uh-huh. or like you could get your your music in, uh-huh. what would that be? Um, what ooh. show you fucking with right now that you would want to hear your music in? Yeah, what's Mike binge watching these days? Mm-hmm. Shit, man. Game of Thrones. I was gonna say, I you am binge watching. They be having some sex scenes in there, Mike. That was a really dope layer to Game of Thrones. If all of a sudden there was his army, yeah, right? Ain't no CD players back then. No, white people at HBO, listen up. That shit, that shit, man. Crazy. Listen up. Um, but uh, damn, what show would I put my music on? That's a hard one, yo. Mm-hmm. Cause like, I kind of wish like I came up in the nineties and yeah. I could have put my shit on like on Martin or some shit. Yeah. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah. I wish I was. I wish I could have been Brian McKnight mm-hmm. singing uh-huh. <laughs> for Martin and shit when he was like doing that for Gina. Yeah. Like I wish like I could have been in that woman. So like, if I could go back in time, yeah, I would want it to be like I want music to be on like Martin. Mm. Yeah. Well, nice, speaking nice, of nice. like which. Facts, facts. Which artist would you who which artist do you get compared to the most? Is there any artist that people like are like, oh, you know, you really remind me of this person or this person? What do you hear? It's been a tie between uh-huh. Frank Ocean and Miguel. Ooh. Yeah. Yo, Miguel yeah. vibes, definitely. Okay. Yeah. Well, that actually definitely. makes yeah. the fusion yeah. of the two make a lot of sense. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so you're really in your own lane, but I can see the elements. Yeah, like, that, yeah. like no homo or anything. And like if it was possible, if like two guys could like have a kid. <laughs> That. If they had a kid, mm-hmm. it'd probably be me. Yeah. I'm yeah. sure science is working. Look, exactly. Okay. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, they probably don't got to, sure. like, interact yeah, like yeah, that. Right. They I'm just sure science give is give like... or some shit. <laughs> science is just make it happen. Make it's it a kid happen. pop yeah. out. Facts. Yeah. All right. That would definitely be me. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's dope, man. So, right. um, I... You, so you got a new single out now, Virgin Mary. Yeah. With, yeah. uh, with Young Prince. Yeah. Um, like, how did that come together and really, like, tell us what do you want people to get from from that collaboration and just from that song? Um, so with that song, hmm. So yeah, that song, me and him got up. Uh, I wonder how did we get up? Yeah, I was doing a show. Mm-hmm. Another yeah, another thing. I was doing a show. He pulled up with my boy Mello. Um, and the thing was like, he heard Mike my music. got a lot of people pulling up to his shows. Look, and it, okay. I, I, I randomly pulled up to his like, to one of his All shows. Right. I'm trying to like, be like Mike true. when I grow up, <laughs> <laughs> right? But I'm telling ahead. you, um, but uh, they pulled up and everything, and uh, he heard my music. He was like, "Yo," he told Mello. He was like, "Yo, I, get, I need to get him on one of my songs." He was like, "Yo, mm-hmm. just some hit him up." And then like he also heard me on a record too that Mello played. He was like, "Yo, I really got to get him on my project." So me and him did a song earlier. On his earlier EP mm-hmm. And um, that worked out But then like Prince like He would hit me up all the time He was like Yo bro we gotta make some music We gotta make some more music He was always hounding me about it And I was just like He's a good dude though And I was just like That's like a brother to me anyway And I and I, I fuck with his craft as well yeah. Fuck with his work ethic So I was like Yeah bro let's make some shit happen So he sent me a beat um, He paid for it And everything like that And he was like Yo bro let's just set up A studio session Let's just make this shit happen So I wrote my hook I wrote like I wrote my parts um, me and him like kind of wrote the bridge together as well, and um, from there on out, we like recorded the song. We recorded the song first in Brooklyn, though. 
Mm-hmm. And then we took it over to the Bronx with my boy Sam just to clean it up and finesse it. And then Ain't after that, in the Bronx. Hey. Cut it out. <laughs> Don't do that. That's talking about cleaning. Hey, up his studio Bronx. though, man. <laughs> hey, if y'all fuck with my music. <laughs> You probably clean yeah. this thing in the Bronx. Then. Yeah, right. yeah, man. Probably don't even belong there. Right. <laughs> but um, so I love that. So I actually like love the Virgin Mary song because it kind it, it it reminds me of like it kind of reminded me of like when a nigga sees something like really interesting or different about a, in a girl yeah. that other people don't see. That's yeah. what I, I heard. I got from your lyrics. So like, what what was that inspired by? Um, it was it was inspired by that. Yeah. Um, also, um, also the other thing that it was inspired by was, um, just basically, um, I ain't gonna lie. Like, I've been in mad situations where, like, a girl is, like, really reserved. Mm. But, like, behind closed doors, she's someone totally different. She a freak, freak, <laughs> freaky. Yeah. So it's just like, yeah. <laughs> so the thing was, I've been like, there. You know okay. what I mean? <laughs> Like, hey, I didn't think he was nasty. Give me a hey, second, bro. Hey. God damn. So, <laughs> go to church. So, yo, so, no funny shit. Uh, yeah, let's not talk about church. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, no funny shit. Um, so, the way it happened was, um, uh, me and that, me and that person, I ain't gonna say no names. Me and that person, She's you know. Not Facts. Nobody maybe not. You can say it. She might. But uh, <laughs> the way it happened was, you know, like I, I finally got to know who she really was and everything like that, and mm-hmm. that shit just like turned me on. So I was like, I that shit like that shit fucking possessed me to write some shit. Yeah. And um, and it happened. So Damn. that's how it came to be. But also like what you said though too, that's part of the song as well. Mm-hmm. So we just basically fused the two subjects together and just created Virgin Mary. I love that. Yeah. Man, so <clears throat> I want I want to talk about like what really like inspire like inspires you. Like I know yeah. obviously as an R and B singer, you can get inspiration from from women and yeah. just real life situations that you have interacting with women. But outside of that, like what are some of the things that inspire you to to write music? Um, just real life shit that mm-hmm. I'm like going through or experiencing or interacting with, yeah. um, or even experimenting with. Um, I just like to speak about it all because it affects my everyday activity. You know yeah. what I mean? And it also like affects my growth and where I'm going. Um, and then also like in hindsight, I also see like it affects the others that receive what I'm giving out. Mm-hmm. So it's just like I can't um, I can't just put out some bullshit like it has to come from like a real place. And I feel like when people like actually hear my shit, they understand that. And then also, if it innovates somebody else to talk about real shit, then let's keep that going. Because yeah. I want to keep that wheel going. There's right. a lot of bullshit out here, and um, and right now we need more real facts than bullshit. So, yeah. what's yeah. that spiritual work look like, though? You know, to really because to like to really get grounded enough to make sure you're not putting out bullshit, right? Yeah. Because you know, you you're a dope ass songwriter. Everything you write is is solid. Like I've listened Thank to you. everything you've written, yeah. and so I know that if you just wanted to like write a song right now. And mm-hmm. not even think about it You probably could And people would still fuck with it Yeah But obviously You care about what you put out yeah. So what brings you to that space Where you feel like You can just like Release that And like what what's part of Your daily routine Or like what's part of Your process um, That gets you to that mindset Um, No lie Cause like sometimes Sometimes there are days Where it's slow though mm-hmm. You know Like I don't write at all mm-hmm. And it's not even because Like I want to take a break Or anything like that Just nothing comes to me And then like some days I just have that spark and like I just have to take advantage of it 
and just start writing upon it. And usually it comes from like something that I just been through or something that I just saw, experienced, whatever. Like it's, it just happened. So it was just like it like it just overcomes me. And then I fuck around and start writing. And it's and the thing is, like, I can start writing to the most random instrumental, too. It's like an instrumental I heard years ago. Mm-hmm. But because like I just went through what I went through. I'm scrolling through my beats and then I turn that one beat on and I was like, oh shit, this shit rocks. Like right. this shit, like this shit sinks up. And then sometimes my niggas like, cause like mama's cooking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That song originally was on a whole different beat. Mm-hmm. Beats sound totally different. But when me and my boy Nan started cooking up with everybody else that we cooked up with, TSK and my boy Allure, like we started getting in the studio and cooking up and everything. Allure uh, made the, the fire beat, right? So, nah, he made the... Uh, he made the so real beat. Okay, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, me, when we all started cooking up and everything, now I was like, take the vocals off of that song, put it on this one. It's like this shit, this shit really, this shit really works because like yeah. there's some soulful shit, Mike, and it's some real shit, and it just works over it. In the beginning, I was like, yo, let's just give the original shit some a chance. Like he was like, nah, nah. He was like, just trust me. And the yeah. thing is, like, it turned out to really work. So yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so. <clears throat> I want to switch gears a little bit. Um, right. I, I I saw something. Uh, you you might have got the you might have got the uh, notification, but I screenshotted something I seen on your stories. Oh shit! Um, now now you said a little while ago. It's probably a couple weeks ago. I'm dropping right. a lot of music soon, but I want I might start creating my own version of gospel music. Oh yeah. There's a disconnect, and I'm not sure what the reason for it is, but experimenting won't hurt. Also, that disconnect is directed towards me when things aren't working out and you have nothing to go on but signs Mm. your reason might have been there all along so what did you figure out what that disconnect was and what did you like sort of cook up just from going through whatever situation that made you write that um all right so i'll i'll say this like we were talking about this a little earlier but like i'll 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 um, dive a little deeper into it um sometimes when you're putting the work in. You're doing what you're supposed to be doing. Your music and everything like that. And everything ain't working out. Sometimes you just think to yourself like, shit, is this what I'm supposed to be doing? Right. And then when like you get like a random person that just comes out of nowhere. You don't know them from a hole in the wall. Right. And they tell you some shit like you're running from what you're supposed to be doing. You're supposed to be doing this. Um it makes you like it makes you question some things it's just like yo i never tried i never tried this side before so maybe this is what i'm supposed to be doing i've i've seen the signs i've been told it countless of times number of times like you should like get into gospel this is this and this is like aside from like with church folk telling yeah. me yeah. even my father's telling me like as my pastor and everything like I'll have homies Like Niggas on the block Niggas on the corner Niggas like I don't know at all A fucking Cable guy You know what I mean Like Come to me like Yo you running from What you're supposed to be Really doing Mm -hmm. And so Yeah So it was just like After a while I was just like Yo I never gave it a shot Like Why not do it But If I'm gonna do this Gospel shit Like I'm not gonna do it Just any old way Like I'm not gonna step into this And act like I'm this like Consecrated, yeah, um, yeah. Out of like, <laughs> I was born like in the Catholic Church <laughs> and like yeah, yeah, in yeah. super clean. Like 
I'm not dirty at all. I don't have no flaws. Or, mm-hmm. Nah, I can't even. I can't even front like. Because the thing is, like, I've been through so much shit. I've made so many wrong decisions. Like, mm-hmm. I've done so well, much. you from Harlem, so. <laughs> yeah. Look. That's what Harlem means. I mean, I'm from New York. <laughs> so. I mean, we're real. We, we wrong, are horrible people. Wrong, wrong, <laughs> wrong decisions made you. <laughs> hey. you, you we, are, we are some cold-blooded people. Hey, exactly. But you made it, and you haven't killed anybody, not, to my no, knowledge. I haven't. I haven't. I haven't. No worries. <laughs> All right. So. So uh, it's almost our time to get out. I want to get into some rapid fire questions with, okay. with Michael from the East. Okay. It, it, these are a little bit difficult. Okay. Okay. So so we could kind of shoot through these. Oh, did you see the? Oh, oh, you oh got it's on my phone too. Oh yeah, yeah, it's on the <laughs> notes. Um, all right. So I'm gonna ask you to rank these performers. Oh shit. Okay, from oh, one to three. Damn. Oh, this is rapid fire now. One to all right, three. the pressure's on. Damn. Okay, <laughs> rank these performers: Beyonce, Michael Ooh. Jackson, Chris Brown. One, two, three. All right, so one is first. Yes. All right, number one, Michael Jackson. Okay. Number two, Beyonce. Okay. Number three, Chris Brown. I can All respect right. that. Answer. All right. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Michael All right. Can stand on the stage and niggas go crazy. Yeah, that, that's for like true. a good I mean, ten minutes. That's yeah. insane. He just pick, Honestly, it, he just pick his nose yeah. and flick into the crowd, and somebody would die. Beyonce got a solid two minutes. Yeah, on right. She getting there. <laughs> <laughs> she got two minutes on her. She be like, and then she just turned that shit on. Yeah, yeah, She getting there. She getting there. Facts. All right. All right. Um. Which R&B group would you most want to be a part of? Boys to Men, uh-huh. Drew Hill, Ooh. or New Edition? I want to hear this one. Boys to Men. Oh, Boys to Ooh. Men. Oh, Max. damn. Max. I always <laughs> wanted to be a part of New Edition, man. Yeah. Because they kind of had the mm. bad boy, like, kind of thing going. <laughs> I, you see, I too love, much. Drew, I love like, Drew Hill. Too like, much. Because Drew Hill, they would, cry, they would cry over everything, and it would, they would cry <laughs> so beautifully. But Boys to Men, though. Uh, okay, okay, okay. Just okay. men got niggas married, got yeah, niggas out of school. Like, <laughs> like, you know what I'm I saying? I can respect, and they're children the of soul. New Edition. Like, they're children of nice. New Edition, yeah. Hey. All right, so um, which current R&B artist would you mm-hmm. most love to collaborate with? Mm-hmm. Her, oh, Ella uh-huh. May, uh-huh. or Daniel Caesar? Daniel fucked up, so her. Oh, Daniel <laughs> fucked up. It was going to be Daniel, yo. It was going to be Daniel, but. Why don't you just but... fucking love white people? Come <laughs> on. God. You notice he did that shit after he went blonde, though, right? Yeah, I'm just saying. That, that, some that, weird that, shit going some on. Something that died, yo. That died. Some man. weird shit going on out there. Oh, my right? gosh. All right. So, you've, you've, you've done features with a lot of people, right? Uh huh. Which of these artists that you've collabed with. Uh huh. That you would more most likely want to make a joint project Good question, with. Question, Ben. Oh shit, Fergie, baby. Ah, uh, I just want to throw that out there. Um, I connected those. <laughs> so and then they made a, a very nice record. I guess together. you want to pat on your. <laughs> well, well, there you go. Uh, but anywho, Fergie, baby, uh-huh. Young Prince, uh-huh. or Jay Worth. Who would you most likely want to make a joint project with? Oh shit, a joint project. Yeah, joint project. I ain't gonna hold you. I love them all, mm-hmm. but out of all of them, I say Young Prince. Ooh, okay. He would be yeah. the, even though I love my bro, he'd be the most annoying out of all of them. Yeah. <laughs> but just because I know how much yeah. he loves the craft, like, mm-hmm. but I would, I would make it up with. Okay, with him, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And 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 finally, if you could perform at one venue for the rest of your life, mm-hmm. any venue, big, small, medium size, uh-huh. where would it be? For the rest of my life. For the rest of your life. If they said, Mike, else. you have to, you can't go nowhere else. This is the one venue you got to perform at for the rest of your life. And it's always packed. Pressure. It's always it's always packed. Wherever you go. The Apollo. The Apollo. Wow. Fitting. Oh, yeah. Fit. Oh, yeah. Harlem. Yeah. See yeah. what I said about Harlem, nigga? <laughs> 
Right. Last question. I heard Harlem was trash. Oh, what's was going on? Uh-huh. <laughs> it was gentrified. Uh, <laughs> but uh, for the most part, we still there. You still, we still there? there. All right, yeah. cool. Okay, we okay. Still in the past. We want to make sure y'all still right. over there. All right, man. We're still waiting in the past. Yo, right. man. Hang was, on tight. It's been, <laughs> a, it's been an absolute pleasure having Mike come through, man. Yo, just yeah. let everyone know real quick before you get out of here where they can follow you at, uh, whatever performances you got coming yeah, up, yeah. man. Let everybody know how we can follow Michael from the East. <laughs> so, on all of my handles, it's just Michael from the East. Um, that's just Michael from the East. No underscores, no no dashes, none of that shit. It's just Michael from the East on everything. Um, and then also, we have shows coming up in May. Um, we have um, a show coming up May 4th. It's going to be for a brunch uh, in Harlem. <laughs> we also have a... Uh, we also have a show, um, two shows, May 25th, uh, one show with my boy Riser, and one show with the lovely Chastity of London. Um, I'm actually the- hosting that Riser show. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So you already know what's going <laughs> yeah, on. Exactly. And um, the last one, oh, no, actually, another show June 4th at on the spot called Harlem Nights. It's going to be a big one. It's free, too, so just come through. Um, and the last one is going to be in Brooklyn. Um, it's actually going to be thrown with the lovely uh, Al. Almaya, uh, she shoots a lot of my pictures, but she's doing a lot of dope shit in the background too, and y'all gonna see more of her too. Um, and we're gonna, um, and she's actually curating her first show in uh, Brooklyn. But the lineup is crazy. Uh, I'm not gonna say who the performers are, but the lineup is crazy, and um, I'm gonna also be there. So uh, yeah, pull up, y'all, and that's what's going on. All right, it's been Michael yeah. from the East right here on Ben Talks. Coming up right after this is here now, Rachel C. Uh, Rachel never disappoints with the guests. She got a whole band out there. I don't know what they're about to play, <laughs> but it sound like they look like they're about to 